What up? How you doing today? I'm Al Deschino, known online as Christian Ninja. I'm a full-time variety Twitch streamer and online missionary using everything from silly pictures to Bible studies to video games and everything else I can think of to connect with, mentor, love, and serve the online gaming and streaming community, especially the lost, lonely, and disenfranchised who are online every day looking for a positive, open, encouraging, and meaningful online connection. Welcome to XN Shadowed, an audio version of some of the best parts of my weekly streams and YouTube videos. I hope you find this helpful and interesting, and I hope even more that it inspires you to join the discussion sometime during one of my live streams. I hope you have a great day, and here's today's clip. Stomp, stomp. Awana is a Christian nationalist child indoctrination cult. <laughs> okay, let's just take that apart. Let's just take that apart, shall we? Okay. So this is an interesting start, right? So let me let me just give you a, a quick overview of, uh, for me. Um, I I went to Awana when I was a kid. Okay, so I, I went to Awana for a, a three, four, I don't know, years. Uh, they came into my church, and I was probably 10, I think, maybe. And so I I was part of Awana back in, back in the olden days, where it was, uh, it was it had the gray, the gray uniform, and like the patch on the corner, and everybody got points instead of getting like like all the, the cute stuff they got now, they just got points. I, I sucked at Bible memorization because I didn't work at it, uh, and uh, everybody else was better at it, but they still let me come. Uh, so I'd go there to Awana and uh, they would essentially every every it's still very similar today the way you do it you walk in and you have some time together as a big group and then you break into four different groups or four different colors and each color goes off to either do their Bible memorization stuff or they go to do uh, a, a game or they go to do some other fun thing and everybody kind of does it together and they then they all kind of come and compete and they've got Every every Awana uh, every Awana church you're going to go to, you'll know it's Awana because you look at the floor in the basement and there's just like tape everywhere. It's like red tape and yellow tape and and you know just all over the place because that's where the kids are supposed to stand for their colors. That's the circle for when you do the 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 the, the, the entrance song thing when the flags come in. That's where the that's where you 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 run around like it's it's the the tape is a big deal. So that's part of that. When I was growing, when I had kids myself, we went to an Awana. Uh, we went for, uh, to Awana for years. It was great for us as parents because that's where a lot we, you know, we we're new in town, not really new, but like we we didn't. There's no family here, so all of our all of the people we know and all the people that love us are people from uh, people that are in like. Uh, people that are in Ottawa. And so we go there, we're meeting people. It's fun. The kids are going and they're, they're doing Bible memorization. So they, they're doing Bible memorization constantly. And, and, and it's like really kind of just hardcore memorize the Bible and then go play some games and have some snacks. Right. That's, that's a wanna Bible memorization club in the last two years. They've actually three years, maybe three years. They've made a switch, right? What they've done is they've kind of restructured Awana and they've gone from like hardcore Bible memorization club is in like, that's how you get your points and that's how you get your awards and that's how you get the Awana bucks. And that's kind of the focus of everything. And the games revolve around that. And the, the peer group stuff revolves around that and the, the cubby cars and the, and the, all the really fun events, they all revolve around, you know, Bible memorization. You get, that's how you get stuff. They moved away from that and that they did an evaluation and they said, uh, you know what we, we, 
we've spent so much time focusing on Bible memorization, we've, heard, we've been forgetting to tell kids what it means. <laughs> so they decided to slow down the Bible memorization stuff and to explain in a small group format what the verses mean that they're reading. Because it was one of my biggest pet peeves was that I would go to, uh, I'd go to this Awana and, and the kids would be able to throw out, like my kids would be able to throw out verses like crazy. And I'd say, well, what does that mean? And they'd go, I don't know. I, but they gave me the wanna buck and they gave me the thing. Woohoo. You know? So I'm like, I'm, I was glad they did that. But at the same time, it really frustrated all the hardcore Awana guys because they were, and the kids too, because they wanted their points and they wanted to finish the book and they wanted to get through three bucks in one, one year and, and then get the awards. Cause like we got, we got like big awards at our, at our house. Like, I mean, legit, like big glass awards from Bible memorization and, and going through all the program. And so uh, that's, that's my experience. I have a very positive experience. The parental side was good. The teachers were good. The games were good. The small groups were good. The, uh, the, the, the worship was fun. I, I volunteered there. I was a worship leader. I was a member, uh, a verse, you know, listener to her. And, uh, and, and I was a speaker. And so like, I, I have very positive uh, uh, opinion of Awana. So that's that's first. I will give a bit of my qualifications <clears throat> for those who don't know. I was a pastor, uh, a Baptist pastor for, for 16 plus years. I've been a Twitch streamer for the last year or so. I have a, a certificate of biblical studies, a bachelor of religion, and a master's of divinity from, uh, in, from schools in Edmonton. And I have a lot of experience with with teaching because my main job and my main ministry has been to preach and to teach. So I know the Bible pretty good. And I have had a lot of experiences with, with the hardcore, you know, sort of the fundies and the, the less hardcore uh, parts of the church. And so I, I feel like I can speak to what's happening here and what she's going to be talking about because I, I know I want to, I know the Bible and I, I know what it's like to, to be part of a, a more extreme version of of Christianity and the more, you know, tempered version of Christianity. So let's, with all that said, let's jump in. Is it the last four years? There you go. See, let's jump in. Wait, you guys want to see it too? Unfair. I want to watch it by myself. Okay, here we go. So X Fundy Diaries is the name of this channel. Okay. So you can already tell at the very beginning here, you know, like X Fundy Diaries, you're like, she, she's an ex fundamentalist who wants to tell stories of what it's like to be, uh, Understanding more important than memorizing good call. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Doi. <laughs> the, 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 the Pharisees could, could had memorized the Old Testament, right? The average Jewish kid could probably recite the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But the, 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 the Pharisees could, they could, like, they'd memorize the Bible. Okay. So it's, they had memorized it and then they saw Jesus and they're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like you. I'm like, okay, you can memorize the whole Bible, look Jesus in the eye and be like, mm, you know, so yeah, it's not about the memorization. It's about the understanding. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, I will turn it up, make sure it's nice and loud for you guys. Let me know if it's too quiet. Sally, my pronouns are she, her, and this video is about Awana, a Christian fundamentalist children's program that I was a part of growing up. If I remember correctly, my Awana attendance corresponded with the years that I was homeschooled. So I went to Awana right. in third, fourth, and fifth grade, and again in seventh, all the way through 12th grade. My younger siblings also went to Awana, and so did many of my friends and acquaintances. In fact, as I've mentioned in past videos, 
Awana was my main social outlet during my middle school and high school years. I have gotten a few comments asking me to talk about my Awana experience. Thank you, by the way, I appreciate the interest, but I decided to do this video first as a general overview of the Awana program. I'd also like to give you my perspective on the program looking back on it now. Growing up, I loved being an Awana member, but I now understand that this program is not the positive and innocent kids club that I was raised to believe that it is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we were talking about this. Okay, so I was talking about this with the kids and uh, we were saying that I was saying, like, I'd listened to a little bit of this. We we're talking about uh, um, kind of what what the Internet's like and, and why why I keep harping on the same thing. So my kids will come up and they'll share something and they'll say, Dad, I just saw this online. It's such so crazy. Or or, you know, like the, uh, they will come back and they'll be like, I've been watching videos on on TikTok. I've been watching videos on this. And and they were talking a lot about, you know, this mental illness and, and talking about this. And I think maybe that could be something I have or they're talking about this, you know, uh, um, development issue and i think i might have that because you know these people on tiktok they they really were convincing and um and so therefore i you know i i think i might have that and i'm going i'm going okay oh tiktok is not is not doctors tiktok and and youtube are not off uh, are not scientists tiktok and youtube are not uh, uh authoritative uh people and just and, and then i finished it up with basically saying just because you believe it and just because you understand it and just because they seem trustworthy does not make it true Okay, that is really important for you to understand. It's not because your your itching ears, the way the Bible talks about itching ears, want to hear things that you agree with that will let you do stuff that you shouldn't be doing or believe things you shouldn't be believing. Okay, that's that's what you are wanting to do. You actually have to actively work against that. You have to go import other data. Like if you're hardcore whatever news news, you should watch the opposite news. If you're hardcore whatever books, you should read some of the opposite books. If you're hardcore whatever, you know, you should read some of the other stuff because you're going to continue to find that echo chamber and get further and further into the echo chamber until you're no longer thinking for yourself. They're thinking for you. And I don't want that for my kids or anybody else, right? Yeah. Uh let me just jump in the chat. It says uh, just uh, just a thought at the very beginning. She uh, said, "Folks, you'll need to explain your pronouns." I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's not sad. It is. I think it's it's just part of culture right now. People are using it as a way to respect the trans community to simply say, "Listen, guys, if this helps you, it helps you." Right? I've I've considered putting he him on 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 my tag. I don't think I need to because hey, you know I'm pretty he him when you look at me so it's i don't think it's i think it's a problem i just think it's a way that you can say hey listen guys you know i'm i i don't hate you it's just sort of a way of doing that i don't think it's a way of saying i am also trans or i'm part of the lgbtq community or i support you i just think it's a way to start and yes i won't do it and, and i don't think it's necessary or whatever and part of the whole um you know argument from what's that dude the the canadian teacher dude who got himself in trouble you know that guy uh anyway he uh he part of his thing was that you know I, i'll say them that's not the issue i don't want to be compelled to say them that's illegal that was the art that's the argument right okay uh why says uh, uh to be fair sometimes people rebel against christianity because they've been mistreated definitely 
definitely. I mean, there are some bad dudes in Christianity. There are some, uh, there are people who call themselves Christians or aren't. There are Christian organizations that are good organizations that have let bad people in. Southern Baptist Church is a big, big study thing. And they discovered that a lot of their churches have problems with sexual sin and with like illegal stuff happening to the kids. The Catholic Church, which, you know, whatever, here, there for Christianity, but uh, they obviously have major issues. Every church is full of wolves who are trying to be horrible. And that's why we got to work so hard when it comes to le- choosing our leaders and, sh- and figuring out who should be representing the, representing the church and being part of the leadership, part of the eldership, part of the deaconship. There's a qualification there and you got to be real careful, right? Uh, boob, boob. <laughs> who said boob, boob? Uh, uh, Lady Gun, let's keep going. I work for a psych, I work at a psych facility for teens. Power suggestion for kids is insane. It really is. It really, really is. Um, a lot of misinformation, says Dragonheart. Absolutely. Uh, she comes across to me like she's hunting for YouTube numbers. Absolutely. This is definitely a pandering. Uh, no question. This is going to be, there's a huge amount of people. If you go to my web, my, my YouTube channel right now, and you go to the web, the, the, my number one most popular video, which is me reacting to Jaden Animation's video about her asexuality. Yo! Gifted a tier one sub to Lady Gun. This Thank is you so much. First gift sub in the channel. You are the bomb, Yolo. Yalu. Yalu the guru. Everybody go follow him, by the way. He's a really good streamer. He's really fun to watch. He's uh he's got a really good vibe, really positive vibe. Uh anyway, so thank you very much for for that. I appreciate it. Very cool. Uh, but if you go watch that video of mine, uh you oh, don't even watch the video. Just go to the bottom and read the comments. Every day I get a hate comment. Every single day. I like, well, now it, I got a hate comment every single day for like a month and a half. And now it's only like maybe once a week. But uh, yeah, people are, they hated that video. So she's doing the opposite for sure. Uh, why, why she comes across hunting? It's a big reason for people to rebel. I hate that part of culture. I will say that someone who emails a lot of people at work, having pronouns in the email signature is helpful to addressing people properly. That too. Also, actually, yeah. Yeah, because why you, not being offended is not being offended at the, it, when you're doing work stuff. Yeah, and if it's not sinful or wrong to put your pronouns in something, <laughs> you know, uh, we didn't uh, need it for the past hundred years of business communication. True, but at the same time, the last hundred years of business have been marked by a whole lot of uh, sexual sin. So let's let's not let's not try to defend the last hundred years of business. Uh, I am Caesar. I speak in boops. Please respect my boops. I that's the one I that I really have a problem with when you start making them up yourself. Come on, man. Like pretending things. Revy Zacharias. Exactly. Lady Gun. Yeah. Exactly. That's the whole thing. The wolves in sheep clothing. Uh, well, that being said, I mean, it's. Uh, I think every every preacher, every teacher, every everybody has stuff they don't want people to see. Right there. Everybody's a sinner. It's a matter of are you progressing and 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 what is your sin? Like some, it's. Some of it's really deep seated. Like you, maybe they're not out there diddling kids or, or or whatever. But you know, there's there there's shame or there's pride or there's, uh, you know, m- love of money or 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 being bossy and, and and overwhelming kind of thing. Like it's there are a lot of different ways. Let's uh let's keep going. Hold on, I got to get to the bottom of chat here. Yeah, Lou's great. Yep, yeah, Lou's great. Uh, I agree. Let's go. You discuss your issue with your kids. Yeah, you gotta. What else are you gonna do? Let them just believe stuff. <laughs> uh, that's unfair appreciate the kind words every aspect of human society has been problems yes exactly that's what I'm saying let's not 
I agree with you. Let's just not uh, um, say the past was great. The future is stupid. Let's just say there's crap in the past that's bad, and there's crap in the front in the future that's bad. Let's let's figure out the the balance. Yep, I agree, and it won't change because of the pronouns. I agree with that too. Let's keep going. So let's start with the name. Yes. Awana is an acronym which stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed. You have to sing it. The first time I told that to my therapist, she said, can you say that again? And she wrote it down on her notepad. And that in itself was very validating. Why? What? (laughs) Why? My therapist, who I deem to be an authority, obviously, who someone I'm, I come to for advice, heard the words approved workmen are not ashamed, wrote them down, and she immediately built an entire argument for herself out of that. This is what my therapist thinks. This is why, this is why she believes that. This is, she agrees with everything I'm saying and, and has validated all my beliefs because I saw her write that word down. Maybe she'll continue on, but, but that is not what happened. She just wrote stuff down. I can definitely see now how bizarre and culty that sounds. But as a kid, I never gave any thought to the name or what it meant. It fit right into everything else I was being taught, especially because it actually comes directly from scripture. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, so that is how I memorized it. Trying to explain the word shoe, like, why shoe? That's not even how you spell shoe. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I'm so glad we moved on to the ESV and the, and the new King James and the, and, and the uh, what are they, the, even the NIVs allowed. So, yeah, I'm so glad we moved on. <laughs> so funny. That is the King James version, which is the version of the Bible that Awana uses. Awana- not true. Uh, for a long time now, they uh, they have used not only the the. the English Standard Version, and also the New King James Version, but also the NIV Version. And we actually had people who were in the in the Iwana Club who didn't speak English, and so they went and actually got like the the authorized, you know, whatever version for Fran- French or for whatever language they spoke, the, the standard version that everybody kind of read. So nope, that's not true. Be diligent to present yourself approved to a, to a, <laughs> yeah, that's a harder one. I like study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's, that's what I had memorized. It's easier, you know? Yeah, there you go. Both of those are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, that's, that's wrong. Honor groups are set up at local churches throughout the U.S. and all over the world. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., Awana runs throughout the school year with mm-hmm. meetings once a week, usually in the middle of the week. And kids who are members of the program are called clubbers. Here is a short intro video created by Awana to explain their program in their own words. Awana Clubs is Awana's most recognized discipleship platform and is typically used in a church's midweek ministry. Mm-hmm. Awana Clubs has curriculum that ranges from two Let's just pause. So Pineapple just said, uh, she has a point there. No one explained what the verse means. Exactly. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. Remember my Devo just now about how, um, how people completely misinterpreted what the, what Christians were doing and they thought they were cannibalistic, incestuous atheists, right? Because they didn't know what they were doing in the same way. If you, if you, you know, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. I said needeth, <laughs> uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. The, that whole point there in the middle is to say that you that you said is to say, if you don't explain what approved workmen are not ashamed means that 
I, I even then I am a skeptic. I am. I am very much. I'd love to. You know, I kind of like being miserable and disliking things. That's kind of how I how I am. Uh, it's uh, I want to. I'm very jaded in that way. So if it was, I'm tr- but I'm trying to think of how you how you take approved workmen are not ashamed and you spin it like are you just kind of going approved workmen is it not everybody's approved workmen oh no that's like a like a, a um you know marxist like <laughs> marxist cult you know thing uh are not ashamed you know are they, they're not ashamed so they the why is that bad i thought we were trying to get rid of shame i just don't know what they're doing all right keep going years old to 18 years old specific ages are grouped together and known as clubs these age groups or clubs have their own yep. curriculum, themes, and characters. Each club also has their own uniforms, awards, and games. If a church uh, the new stuff. To utilize these so resources. pretty. Water Good art, too. Can be adapted to fit a church's needs and isn't locked into a specific model. While Awana clubs are flexible, most ministries involve a rotation through three segments. Large group, where engaging lessons are taught and anything that brings growth as a whole is encouraged. Small group, where prayer, discussion, and scripture memory take place. An interactive time, where fun yep. is had and friendships are formed. Where fun is had. No fun in the small groups. The specifics of these segments and clubs at awana.org. Please do not let... Okay, just let me pop. The, the, you just said, you know, the new cubby bear looks like a dog, so we kept the old one. This is actually a big problem that's the one I had lately, is that, you know, they tried to do this shift, right, into I'd sort of a, like, to, I guess to update it or to try to, you know, correct some errors that they had. And the old hardcores were like, yeah, but we're keeping this part. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> the uh but anyway yeah it's it's really funny the uh that the uh even within awana they're like old things good new things bad new things good old things bad yeah i remember that even my even my 10 year old <laughs> even my 10 year old was like this no when i come to awana i want to be able to do 10 verses in a row and they're only letting me do one it's not right and back in the, when i was a kid i'm like you're 10 <laughs> the bright colors and the peppy music of that video deceive you. Don't let There's it deceive you. There's a lot that Awana is not telling you with that video. It's true. It's a summary video. theme verse, mm-hmm. Awana mm-hmm. also has an official flag and Darn right. pledge, mm-hmm. as well as an official theme song. And the pledge and the song are meant to be recited and sung all together at the beginning of every weekly meeting. Yes. That's not the flag, though. I, I don't pledge think. allegiance to the Awana flag, which stands for the Awana clubs, whose goal is to reach boys and girls with the gospel of Christ and train them to serve him. Now, that's nefarious. You, you can obviously see how bad that is. I know. <laughs> the horror. <laughs> I, in this club that I've decided to become part of, which in this club has rules and has, you know, this, uh, uh, an organization, I, I pledge that I will, when I'm here, take it seriously and that I think that their mission's the right thing to do. 
Yeah, I'm so glad that 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 no other organization in the entire world has this. Right? You've never, you probably never been part of anything that had either uniforms or had a uh, a theme song or had a you know a pledge uh, to the, something that you had to say in order something you had to agree with in order to be part of it or something that they they encouraged you to to have. Like, there's no, you've never been part of anything with like a mission statement or a vision statement. You probably never had anything where you've had to uh, to go through and, and agree to a certain. St- a code of, of conduct that I'm sure that that's only for Awana and, and these guys probably invented it actually. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's hear the song, which is probably, probably equally terrible. the march for you. Hey, Luana, holding forth the truth. I'm not biased. Lives on the word of God. I want us to. Woohoo. I'm not, I'm not biased. Purely unbiased. His praise we sing. His banner over us. In Love it. In my stomp, stomp. Awana is a Christian nationalist child indoctrination cult. <laughs> okay, let's just take that apart. Let's just take that apart, shall we? All right, a Christian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nationalist. 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 Okay, so this international group spread around. Uh, how many How many different uh, nations is it in right now? 50? 80? Uh, actually, even even while the, the, the dude, what's his name, uh, the, the, the leader dude, the guy that invented the thing, he was a, like, he's a youth, youth leader and his, and his pastor got together and they decided they wanted to make a club. But they were always like, we got to bring this to the world. You know, we got to, this is pretty great. And so they, they were actively going into different nations. So nationalist, for sure. Definitely. No. Uh, child. That's not even true too, because uh, the 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 whole gamut of the the Awana program goes from like age two, 126. There you go, yeah, 126 nationalists, <laughs> all the way that are all sitting there singing, yeah, yeah, across 126 countries, they're all singing the 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 national anthem of the United States of America. Uh, it goes all the way to 18, and yeah, actually. After 18, I think there are even university type courses you can take. And then, you know, you come back and you be a leader like this is yeah, okay. Indoctrination. Yes, I would say I would say that by the pure definition of indoctrination. If what you're talking as in you're trying to take your doctrine and shove it into the children. Yeah, it is. Actually, that's that's kind of the point is to take the children and to give them the Christian worldview, to show them the Christian worldview, to uh, um, to explain to them what Christians believe, why they believe it and where it comes from in the Bible. Uh, cult. OK, this is this is an annoying word to me. So we're going to we're just going to take a minute here. Uh, I want to I want to do something uh, new window. Cool. Uh, define cult. This you guys got. It's just mm-hmm. uh, cult definition. Merriam Webster just going to have the right thing. 
Okay, let's just go through the Merriam-Webster definition of cult, shall we? A religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious, okay? Unorthodox, as in that they do not share the same beliefs as, for example, Christianity. They are, uh, if you're talking about Christianity, it's a Christian cult or, or a, a cult. They don't have the same beliefs as. So therefore, you can't be... Awana cannot be a cult because it is orthodox. That's whole the point. It's not spurious either. What do you know? What, spur, what does spurious even mean? I have no idea. <laughs> it's probably bad though. Uh, satanic cult, voodoo cult. Okay. Two, a great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work, such as a film or a book. Okay. So uh, that essentially is, yeah, we got, we like our book, the Bible. Good. Jesus, great devotion. Absolutely. Uh, usually a small group of people characterized by such devotion. Definitely not a small group of people. Uh, small, a system of religious beliefs and ritual also, you know what, we're gonna, there is a, a definition of cult that, that is better here. I was gonna look this up beforehand. Uh, seven signs you're in a cult. There we go. I think this is a good one. I was gonna look it up, or I saw it before. Do, 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 do. Okay, there we go, that's the one. So how do you know you're in a cult? From the Atlantic, this is not a Christian, or, it's Christian uh, thing, it's a, it's a, literally a big newspaper. Uh, opposing critical thinking, as in they, the, if you're in a cult, and you're part of a cult, they say you should not, you don't need to worry about that, the leader will take care of it. You don't need to think about that, Art, uh, just believe what we believe. You don't need to think about that, make sure that you have, uh, you know, whatever our book is, and just just, just look at that. And and don't go out and, and talk to anybody about this, and you don't need to learn it. Just, you don't need to think about this. It's about feeling, it's about emotion, it's about how do you, you know, the, the, the stuff that's inside of you being able to be expressed properly, okay? So, Awana, do they oppose critical thinking? Absolutely not. Part of the really neat thing about Awana is they actually teach what's called apologetics which you, in order to teach apologetics which is the defense of the christian faith you have to share what the other side is you have to kind of go okay listen this is what other people believe this is why they believe it this is what's going on there this is the christian side this is why we believe it this is what's going on critically think about this and let's talk about let's talk about the two arguments no critical yes we don't they don't oppose critical thinking isolating members and penalizing them for leaving absolutely not isolating members no it's a it's a club group that everybody in the community is can come and go as ever they uh, whenever they want. They they're everybody's invited. They're given cookies and snacks. They're given a, a, a game to play. Yes, there's kind of rules because you got kids here and you got to give them rules to do stuff. But at no point is anybody ever isolated. Actually, that's quite the opposite. In in Awana, they're super serious about you know making sure that everybody has accountability, that nobody's alone with a kid, that nobody has a, a, a singular like like relationship with a child. Everything is done in public. Everything is done in a group. Everything is done above board. Everything is witnessed. And and if uh, if you get get a, a sniff of anybody trying to isolate a kid or or to whatever, you are booted so fast. Yeah. Uh, penalizing them for leaving? No, there's no penalty for leaving Awana. What are they going to do? Well, I mean, your Awana bucks are going to be no good. You can't spend those anywhere else. But other than that, uh, you don't get penalized for leaving Awana. Emphasizing special doctrines outside scripture. So emphasizing special doctrines outside scripture, obviously not. It's a Christian organization. But let's just say, uh, do they cherry pick certain doctrines? As in, do they cherry pick certain uh, parts of Christianity so that they can uh, especially uh, cause sort of whatever thinking in the people that are, no, they don't. They teach the gamut 
of Scripture. They go from right from Genesis all the way to to Revelation. Although obviously they're not going to spend a lot of time in the apocalypse, but the uh, they teach the whole gamut of Scripture. They don't emphasize any particular doctrine. They they spend a lot of time talking about the gospel. That's what the guy in the video said. Like we're going to talk about the gospel. Everybody's going to hear the gospel. Period. You're just gonna. Uh, but they don't they don't argue about like like the the end times, and they don't spend a bunch of time fighting about the uh, the how the uh, about types of baptism or like all the stuff that, that Christians tend to argue about and that, that they really isolate themselves with and that they really get upset about. They don't do that, right? They're talking about the general gospel across the board, talking about the Christian doctrine. They don't do that. Four, seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders. No, no, no. I mean, unless Jesus, inappropriate leader loyalty to Jesus, I don't even know what that looks like. That's, that's just weird. Uh, but do they actually like take a person and be like, you should be like this person. They're great. Sort of in that they have like missionary, like they'll bring a missionary in and be like, this guy's really cool. You should meet this missionary, but they're not like give all your money to this missionary and dedicate your life to this missionary. And if this missionary tells you to jump off a bridge, you definitely should because he speaks for God. That does not happen in Awana. Absolutely not. Dishonoring the family unit. Lol. Come on. No, it's a, a champion of families. It's trying to help. It helps parents become better parents, helps kids to obey, the, obey their parents and listen to their parents. It tells them the importance of, of, of love, good deeds, <laughs> honesty, <laughs> uh, cross biblical boundaries of behavior versus sexual purity and personal ownership. Okay, obviously no. Uh, separation from the church. Does Awana separate you from your group? As in one of the things that really marks a cult is to simply say, uh, uh, is to simply say, like, you shouldn't be with people you love, you shouldn't be with your family, you shouldn't be with your church, you shouldn't be in your community. The only person that uh, that you need to listen to is us. And, they, and, and not only do they, they say only believe us, but they demonize the outside. They kind of go, the outside people, anybody outside of our group, they don't understand. They're not part of the special knowledge. They, they're working against, they're part of the Illuminati. They're part of the you know, alien cult. They're part of the lizards. They're part of the, the whatever. They're trying, to, they're trying to eat your brains. You can't, you can't trust them. You can't believe them. And they are, they are the ones we're keeping you from. So stay with us, right? Um, right? That's that's a cult. So I just needed to pause there for a second. So look through that, and then let's hear her talk about a cult. I'm sure she's looked it up. For anyone who is unfamiliar with the term Christian nationalism, yeah. I will put a whole list of resources down below that you can check out. And I will also put links Hold to on. my what? Put a whole list of resources. White evangelical racism. Okay. I don't know what this has to do with Awana. Straight white American Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Straight white American Jesus. No. <laughs> no. Jeez, you got Jesus and straight right, I guess. But even then, like, he, he had no sexual relations with anybody. So, ah. Uh, Okay, whatever keep moving down below that you can check out and i will also put links to my past videos that have yeah. covered the topic Mormonism, yeah. in the context of awana mm -hmm. christian nationalism can be traced back to its founding mm -hmm. here is another video by awana explaining their founding again in their own words Ooh, ominous the year is 1941 
The location, a burned-out, abandoned furniture store on the north side of Chicago. Mm. Two pastors see a need for their church to provide a fun, welcoming place for children to hear about the love of God. Together, Doc Latham and Art Rohrheim transform a floor of that furniture store into a boys' and girls' club, utilizing an innovative mix of athletic competition, teaching, and scripture memorization. Almost immediately... Hundreds of children flock to the weekly clubs. Soon, <laughs> just it's, like I, it's really funny that like for her, she's seeing like dun 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 dun. This is horrible, and I'm like, yeah, good job, you guys. Like they looked in the neighborhood, found an empty building, saw a whole bunch of kids that were not doing really great, so they decided to make a boys and girls club that they can come together and learn athletics and, <laughs> and hang out together. Ah, um. I'm constantly told that he's blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Yeah, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, float six feet, six inches above the ground, glows, and um, and always wears a robe with a blue sash. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's keep let's keep going. Other churches turned to Doc and Art to help create clubs in their churches, and what began as a modest attempt to help local churches grows globally. <laughs> Sorry, epitome. <laughs> I'm late. Restart. <laughs> no. <laughs> in only a few short decades into one of the largest children's ministry organizations in the world. What that oh. video fails to mention is the white supremacist theme of the curriculum for the first 61 years of the program. I'm going to show some pictures of it, but before I do, I want to give an extra verbal content warning. These pictures are horrible. They okay. include racist caricatures, cultural appropriation, offensive language, and a racist coloring page. I will put a timestamp on the screen for anyone who would like to. This should be interesting. For the first 61 years of the program, the theme of the Awana curriculum was basically white settlers and indigenous people. Hold on. They... The theme was not uh, white soldiers. It was it was cowboys and Indians, right? So back then, the idea was they were using using uh, settler language, and there's nothing wrong with being a settler or an indigenous person. Was it racist? Like it was like, and then we got together and wanted to kill all the Indians. Like that would be bad. Let's see. Children were split up into different groups by age and gender. Okay. So does anybody see any echoes here? Any at all of any other group that they may have been copying from? <clears throat> you know, the Boy Scouts, right? The uh, the this is not this is not new. Like, dude, they 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 you, in in the in the Boy Scouts, which is obviously what they're copying from, like it's a military sort of style slash Boy Scout stuff. It's a Christian Boy Scouts, right? You know what I'm saying? Everything in America in the 50s was this, was that theme. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, so you got Hunter, Brave, Warrior, Explorer, Trailblazer, Ranger. So there you go. Uh, attendance, Craft Service. So you, yeah, okay. Come on, man. Anyway, so yeah, there's levels. And it's, and by the way, using these words is not bad. And each group would have a different name that corresponded with the theme. Okay. There was racist language and imagery on and in the books as well. That's weirdly blurry. Where's the racist imagery? What's the, where's the racism? I'm confused. Is it because they used 
Did you know, by the way, you know how they, uh, the, I think it was the Cincinnati Chiefs. They, remember they, somebody got all upset. The Cleveland Indians, I think it was. Cleveland Indians. They were all, people are getting all upset that getting rid of this, uh, the, this logo. So the question is, uh, or, the, or the thing I learned, and I, and I saw it online, I, I read it one place, so take, don't take my word for it. But it was basically that the, the art that was done, I can't remember if it was the Blackhawks, I can't remember if it was the Cleveland Indians or whatever, but the art that they banned was actually drawn by a member of the, the whatever tribe, you know, the, 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 uh, done by an indigenous person. And they looked at this art done by the indigenous person, like, that's racist. <laughs> no. It's not. <laughs> I put a funny picture on the, uh, the the controversial section of the the Discord, where where it's it's Shira Princess, you know the Shira Princess, and it says, uh, uh, "By the power of white girl, I'm offended on your behalf." I think that might be part of this. As well as on the uniforms. Yeah. The only reason I know about this version of the curriculum is because I remember it. Awana changed their theme in 2002, which was right between my elementary and middle school years. Well, I didn't realize it was so that I was close. I was a clubber for at least three years before the curriculum switch. Here is a picture of the way the cover of the books have progressed over the Yeah. Yep. In a weird turn of events, uh, a group that was founded a bazillion years ago has changed their cover to become more modern. Years. Weird. As a white person, I do not believe that it would be appropriate for me to give a lot of commentary on this racist curriculum. What's racist? Like, okay, so just so you know, I, uh, my family descends from Cree. My, my aunt was, you know, half-blood Cree. My grandpa looks like, <laughs> it's really funny. If you go to the Canadian History Museum, at the very beginning, like when you first walk in, because they do it according to the, the timeline. So you start at like the, the founding of Canada. They look like my my uh, my the, the pictures I have of my, my, my grandparents and my great grandparents. I'm like, boy, that looks a lot like my family. And then I like I saw that first and I walk in, and I'm looking at that. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, OK, this is just all indigenous. I'm like, this is just what people look like. It's all indigenous people that were First Nation stuff. And so I'm like, OK, so I'm not saying that I'm Cree. I'm saying that I uh, nor my but I'm I'm not full blood white guy. Uh, but I definitely have Cree members of uh, in my family that, you know, spoke Cree and they they knew the, the mostly the females, Cree, uh, my grandma and my aunt. My great aunt kind of thing. But like, I'm like, like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, find the racism, find the racism. Where is it? Uh, <laughs> I saw that book uh, that I made in a Wana that has an Indian princess on the front. I suppose that was, well, uh, cultural appropriation is th this new fandangle thing of saying that, that we are taking your culture away from you, adapting it for our own use and using it at, for, you know, in for sale or for in, in like a nefarious way or doing something right. As in, but every time I've ever heard anybody speak of cultural appropriation, it is from somebody who is uh, white. I'm trying to think if I've even heard like a black person say it, but it, it's always white people talking about how we shouldn't culturally appropriate from Mexicans, how we shouldn't culturally appropriate from the Chinese, how we shouldn't culturally appropriate from Japan, how we shouldn't culturally appropriate from, from, uh, you know, like, I don't know, whatever, whatever else. It, it's, it always seems to be white people. And the, I'm going, 
first, every time you talk to the Mexicans and the Japanese and all the rest of that stuff, they're all like, everyone that I've ever seen anyway is always like, that's cool. I'm so glad that they're celebrating my culture. They're enjoying my culture. Like, somebody canceled, was it Speedy Gonzalez? Some cartoon character. Oh, Apu, right? It was, uh, getting, they got rid of Apu. I think they got rid of, maybe they got rid of Speedy Gonzalez. I can't remember. Uh, but they got rid of the Okira Taco Bell dog uh, because people were offended. But you know what? Who wasn't offended? Mexicans and, and Indians. <laughs> go find me one. You know what? If you can find me one, go find any Indian person who is like, I was so mad that Apu existed uh, and therefore I'm so glad he's gone. I will, I will back off 100%. Uh, yeah, and yeah, racism is not just white versus black, for sure. And you say angry white liberal, for sure. Uh, Mexicans love speed. I know, right? <laughs> I I don't understand. And again, uh, I don't. And again, I don't know your races. I don't know how many of you are black or Indian or or I say Indian because I'm looking at it. No, uh, Native Native American, you know, in, Aboriginal, Indigenous, First Nation, whichever you prefer. Uh, but the and I so I don't know. I don't know. So I but I unapologetically say I do not see any racism here, not at all. North American is a melting pot of the world, but also stealing things from other people is a thing that happens all the time. Let's uh, let's do that too. Well, that's it. Like Elvis, the Elvis biopic is coming out right away, right? So the Elvis biopic, I guarantee, is going to talk about how, like, all of his music and moves and whatnot was absolutely ripped off. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, black uh, jazz and black. You know, I'm trying to remember the the term for the music, whatever. But essentially, like, they're all like. It was definitely just like some white dude doing a really hard version of what the black uh, people were doing in in clubs already kind of thing. He just super popularized it. And then like he never all of his his moves were taken from from other places, whatever. He's he's just he's a great example of of, I guess you'd call it cultural appropriation, I guess. Right. He, well, that's true too. He did get his moves from Forrest Gump, but actually, I think he, uh, a lot of his moves he got from um, watching religious revivals and whatnot. Because he grew up, you know, pretty pretty Christian and whatnot, and so they'd, he'd go to like revivals and he'd see people, you know, flipping out, and so he kind of appropriated the 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 charismatic flipouts. Is that is that a thing? Charismatic appropriation. But Lone words make up eighty percent of English. Yeah, important for me to point out is the way that it supports the ideologies of Manifest Destiny and the Doctrine of Discovery. I will put a link to a great I'm too dumb to know what those are. Mark Charles down below for anyone who wants to learn more. These are main tenets of Christian nationalism in the United States. And the idea of having a God-given right to... Okay, a God-given right to conquer and colony. Is that what Manifest Destiny means? Is that the... Uh, we as British people are allowed to come over and and wipe out anybody that's in our way because God told us to. If so, that bad. Uh, totally, totally agree with that. I think every Christian does too. Uh, but I don't know the other one. What was the other one? Manifest Destiny and uh, I don't know. Can't find it. I I don't know Manifest Destiny. We see each other's uh, culture and church. Nobody's offended if someone tries a recipe out. No joke. Yep. Exactly. I oh whatever. I can't find it. Whatever the other thing was, but dang. Okay. Jesus took punishment for my sins. Yes. Uh, what I'm looking for the racism. Is it because there's a there's a picture of a 
of a of an Indian uh, First Nations girl, whatever you'd call it. I, don't, I keep using the word Indian because ah, you got me got me going the wrong way here. But anyway, because they're not from India, they're they're North American. Uh, is that why? Just that anyway, whatever. I must be dumb. And the idea of having a God given right to both conquer and colonize permeates into all other areas of the Awana group. What? Stop. Hold on. I I went to Awana when I was 10. That was 30 years ago. At no point. And of course I'm Canadian, so maybe we don't have such a manifest destiny. Uh, because we are not a melting pot. We're mosaic. That's how, that's how we're taught in school. We are a beautiful mosaic of people that all come together and keep their individuality so that we can be a beautiful picture. You Americans are the melting pot. Everybody comes there and adds themselves to the soup to make the soup better. Like it's both kind of similar but different. Uh, the But no. <laughs> but no. In no way did did they ever talk about anything to do with I don't even know if they covered history. I don't know what she's talking about. Even after I'm a the American. switch was made. It's also worth mentioning that some churches still use the old curriculum to this day <laughs> yep. and refuse to switch to the updated one. I also found this picture someone shared on Reddit of this racist coloring page from their Awana book in the 90s. Okay, so just just to pause here. Okay, so let me just take a second here. The 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 racism. Okay, I found a uh, racist. Okay, so red, brown, yellow, black, and white. Right. So that's the Jesus loves me. This I know, or the Bible tells me so. Uh, or Jesus loves little children, actually. Jesus loves little children, all the children of the world. Red, brown, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. What is that song about? Just let's pause for just a half second here to say what the song is about. Jesus loves children. All the children of the world. Wait, do you mean only the white ones? No, stupid. The red, brown, yellow, black, and white. We're talking the whole gamut across the across the whole planet. All everybody, all of the children, the the ones every different skin color you can imagine, loves them all. They're all precious in his sight. So be careful how you treat them. Make sure you treat everybody with respect. They are equal in value and worth to you. They are just as part of creation and part of the amazing rainbow that is humanity as you are. So darn right, you better respect and take care of these people because Jesus loves the little children of the world all of them now should you call I'm sorry I'm a blue child should you call you know like uh, uh, Native Americans red men the red man no we're we're past that now that's that we that's not good yellow no I mean, we don't, that was, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's racist or if it's just, just ignorant. You know what I mean? This is fine. It, it's ignorance bordering on racism. Black people definitely call black people, white people, white people. Although we should definitely be the pink people. Uh, oh, am I a we? I don't even know what I am. Talking about a mutt. I'm a mutt. Uh, but yeah, this, this makes no sense. <laughs> uh, Mark 10, 13 to 16 says, uh, epitome. And they were bringing the children to him that he might touch them and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant to them and said, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them for such belongs to the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. That almost brings me to tears. Like you got to understand in that culture, women were not respected 
and children were seen as basically almost property. Okay, that they, they did not get an opinion. They didn't got nothing. Uh, women, women a little more, but definitely not as much as men for sure. So Jesus comes, and all of a sudden he's he's surrounded by women, professional women, uh, people who you know, like like uh, prostitutes, family women, wives, single, all of it, all the women, you know, and they're all part of his his crew, and he's teaching them equal to the men. He's teaching them just as much. In fact, they, they're a major supporter of his and he's accepting that support. He comes across a bunch of kids. All of these people are like, kids bad, get lost. This is an adult thing. Jesus looks at all of them and is like, don't. <laughs> and everybody kind of hear that record scratch. And he says, bring them here. And he, and he holds them and he values these children so much. And he holds up this, by the way, brown kid. So there you go. Jesus, Jesus, the brown guy held up the brown kid and went, hey, look, you know, this is what I want you to be. This is, these are precious to me. In fact, later he says, later before he says, uh, if anybody causes one of these little ones to sin, it'd be better that a millstone was tied around his neck and he was tossed into the sea because I take that very seriously. There is wrath upon those who lead children astray. Okay. That's the Bible. Any hoozle. Shall we continue? What about rednecks? There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's blue collar, white collar, right? Everything in the Bible, everything that's in the Bible is bad. Do the opposite. <laughs> I'd give to big corporations. <laughs> Very good, Wyoming. <Y-Wows>, exactly. <laughs> everything the Bible teaches is bad. Give all your money to big corporations. Yeah, very good. Uh, helping the poor is bad. Cheating, uh, cheating on your spouse. Yeah, exactly. Not cheating on your spouse is bad. Exactly. Anywho, this is not racist. This is actually the opposite of that. It's meant to teach kids about the nations of the world and to respect them. My guess is that, unfortunately, this is probably just one of many examples. Probably. I don't know. I I didn't look into it. Awana has never given an apology or an acknowledgement of the harm that they have done with this curriculum. What harm did they do teaching the children to love other children all around the world because Jesus loves them? What was the harm? What was the harm again? I, can't, I, I, don't, I don't see the harm. The, this international organization of missionaries who's going around the world spreading uh, not only the gospel, but also taking care of, of, of people and, and building uh, relationships and, and, and feeding and helping. Uh, anyway. If someone does know of a statement, please Yo, feel free to send it my way. But I wasn't able to find anything. When the Awana Pledge says that their goal is to reach boys and girls with the gospel of Christ and train them to serve him, that means evangelism. Mm-hmm. First evangelizing the children and mm-hmm. then teaching them to evangelize everyone else. Evangelize means to tell the good news to, to, uh, to, to share with, to, to go and tell them this thing. It doesn't mean to force them. It means to share the good news that is within you with someone else. It doesn't mean to force them. It doesn't mean coerce them. It doesn't mean to threaten them. In fact, we're quite, quite the opposite. In scripture, we're told, don't be like that. We are to make sure all of our words are seasoned with grace, that we are to be gentle. We're to be kind. That It even says that uh, to women who are married to husbands that are non-Christian, to like maybe it'd be better if you shut up about it for a little while because the, your words aren't working. Just be a good wife. 
and then in your deeds and in your being a good person that he's around seeing the light of God in you, maybe that'll help him to get curious about why you're so different. Like it's not it, the, this whole hardcore, hard press evangelism, bad thing. That's not what it is. It is people who know good news sharing the good news. And one, one illustration was it is the, uh, it's it's one starving person telling another starving person where to go get bread, right? Like it for the other starving person to be like, how dare you tell me where I should get bread and how don't you know that I'm, you know, like that you tell me that I should go to that. Like that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, just check the about me page on YouTube. Uh, my name is Ellie. Uh, she, her, I grew up homeschooled and fundamental Christian family, age 23. I began deconstructing my faith, which led me to eventually reject Christianity altogether. Along the way, I started therapy, got PTSD diagnosis, discovering I'm bisexual, developed an entire new worldview. I mean, 23, generally speaking, is when you enter into, you know, the, the, the phase of your life where you're, you're, you're now, you know, in school and you're being, you're being in universities and whatnot. The fact that she was in a fundamentalist home if she was a hardcore fundamentalist home and i mean like the bad the bad one where it was they believe fundamentally fundamentally the fundamentalists believe in salvation by works that is that is the thing that that they wouldn't say but actually believe so in other words how the world is bad you can't be like the world christianity is good the version of christianity we believe is the one where nobody does anything ever you know that the the they believe that God is more impressed with you when you don't do things like the world, when you don't go to movies and you don't, uh, um, you know, drink anything and you don't go to parties and you like all, it's a list of don'ts. It, the fundamentalists also believe that the word of God traditionally, like the hardcore ones believe that the, the word of God is to be believed word for word. Okay. They, uh, that, that it's word for word, which is not Christian. That is not the way Christians say. What Christians say is that every word of of the Bible is inspired by God. Every word is written down by a human being in with the with the human being's character and personality into it, but God carried along that person and that every word of it is authoritative. Now that doesn't mean that every word that is in there is the same kind of thing. It's not all laws, right? Some of it is 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 poems and some of it is is history and some of it is like a dictionary and some of it's like an encyclopedia and some of it is like a storybook and like so the, but a hardcore fundamentalist will will grab a one verse and like use that to build their entire worldview on for why they don't dance or why tattoos will send you to hell it's we don't like fundamentalists christians do not like fundamentalists okay you're most christians don't uh, Euclid says, I have to wonder if she'll feel the same about this in 30 years from now. Uh, not her fundamentalist stuff, but the stuff she's now indoctrinated into. If that, well, that's the question. It depends on how, how much affirmation she gets, right? So if she's in a fundamentalist home, and every time she does anything, especially in age 23, when she's in the, in the blossom of self-discovery, and she's like, who am I now that I'm out of the house? Who am I now that I'm away from my parents? Who am I now that I'm, I, like, what do I, what do I believe? And, and do I believe what I really believe? And, and she goes out there, and she gets this rubber band effect of going from, I'm not allowed to do anything, to I'm going to go do some stuff, and has no worldview to process it, no practice in processing it, no, has never been told uh, because of her fundamentalist upbringing, how to deal with temptation or deal with the things that are coming at her, why it's a bad thing or why you, it's a good thing or why it's okay to have this much but not too much kind of thing. She's never been the thing. It's always been no. And suddenly she discovers pleasure in it and she discovers 
interest in it, but be, she can't hang out with her fundies friends because they're all going to judge her like crazy. So who's she going to hang out with? Well, it's going to be people who are the opposite of that. People who are not fundamentalist. Did she go talk to a, a Christian with their head screwed on straight? No, then she went and hung out with people that are non. So all of a sudden she's discovering herself, but within a framework that is the opposite to what she grew up with, which was unfortunately a reaction to uh, the people, not to the gospel. Right. Um, so it depends if she's completely affirmed in this because she wasn't affirmed as a child. She's probably told, you know, women shouldn't have power. Women shouldn't, you know, are, shouldn't be teachers. Women shouldn't be, uh, women aren't as, as valuable as men and, and women, you know, like the barefoot and pregnant and the, uh, women should be whatever, like subordinate. And, and that, the um, sex is bad and that drinking is bad and that other people are bad. And like, like that's what she grew up with. And when she went out there and she discovered that, that people are actually kind of nice sometimes and, and that non-believers can actually be pretty cool and, and, and equality is an actual thing, you know, like that gave her a massive reaction. So it depends on how affirmed she gets in this, because if she's constantly told you're right, you're great, keep up the good work. And she's going to continue to believe it. Even if she has to deny a lot of stuff within herself and deny a lot of the, the, the feelings she's had, because everything is going to be telling her that, that if she keeps believing this, she's going to get affirmed. Um, absolutely. Plus it's common for children brought up in Christian household to question their beliefs. In many ways it's good. Yeah. We are supposed to Jesus, uh, chance for Jesus for themselves. Yeah. That's a good parent. A good parent, you know, says, don't touch the stove smack, you know, like you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt if you don't do that. Get your hand away from the stove. But when they're like older, you're like, don't touch the stove. It's hot. If you touch the stove, you're going to get burned, right? Then you, then they reach for the stove and you go, don't do that. Not smack, not, not put your hand away, but don't do that. And then they go, and you go, see, that was dumb, right? Uh, and they go, Ooh, that experience was bad. And you, yeah, that's why I told you not to do it. You should trust me in these areas because I know more than you. Uh, and then when they're 13 and they're like, ah, what if I touch the stove and I, blah, you know, and you kind of go, dude, why do you have a more logical conversation? You don't just stand there and smack their hand away and never tell them any reason why touching the stove is bad. Uh, depends on the definition of fundamentalist. Unfortunately, she doesn't define it. Evangelicals can be viewed as fundamentalist by secular. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Like if you believe anything, uh, it as, is as truth absolute truth they'll label you a fundamentalist that's just not true uh non-christian children yep uh i grew up with the whole women aren't as valuable as men thing but i knew reading the bible that that wasn't accurate no joke like <laughs> you get as far as like genesis 3 oh wow <laughs> uh yeah it yeah that's so sad proper biblical understanding of of men and women is brutal uh okay uh, well, it's an interesting title to walk in on. Yo, Scarlett, good to see you. Yeah, we're just we're just taking this apart. Okay, let's keep going. Good to see you, Scarlett. There is a huge focus on missionary work, both mm -hmm. at home and abroad. Yes, in that's evangelism. Missionaries are revered and seen as heroes. True. The program is set up like a never-ending cycle of indoctrination. Children as young as two are pressured to accept Jesus Christ. <laughs> heard that in my headphones yet <laughs> wow that was something uh yeah she definitely will yeah this is her shtick right epitome yeah exactly okay so they're in a never-ending cycle of indoctrination children indoctrination children do so in other words yes so there are grades there are you progress throughout books yes that is absolutely true they have a a cycle that you go through every year but that's not 
unheard of. That's every organization. That's literally school. That's that's the Boy Scouts. That's everywhere. They have different levels for different kids, obviously. As their savior, dedicate their entire life. To Hold on. Him. What did she say? Their life to him. as their savior. Children as young as two are pressured to pressured. OK, in Awana, I've never seen anybody pressured to accept Christ are in fact, in fact, in most of the Awana's training that I've taken and most of the Awana experience that I've had, uh, they, they tell you don't scare the kids into accepting. You shouldn't be sitting here talking about hell and how, and how hot it is and how horrible it is. And, 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 you know, like being like, you don't want to go to hell, do you? Like you'd never, that in Awana would be no, 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 no. Uh, at all it, it's it's uh the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord that's like the first thing you learn and you have to go okay the wages of sin so wages means you know that you are the, the what you get because of your sin is death you know that's why there's death in the world death is a is the biggest problem we have it's not lack of money it's not lack of 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 friends it's not whatever the biggest problem we have is that there's death jesus came and he lived a perfect life he didn't sin and then when he went to the cross and he died he made a way for us to not have to die too he gave us eternal life we're going to talk about eternal life and explain eternal life to you for the next 10 years uh but let me explain it to you so that you understand the the glorious nature the good thing that that jesus is offering to you as you progress and you get older, sure, maybe when you're 14, I don't know, I didn't teach 14 year old or whatever. I taught little kids. So, but, you know, later you talk, probably talk about, you know, more hell, more apocalyptic stuff. But for little kids, absolutely not. Absolutely no pressure. Uh, 20, I've never pressured kids since Sunday school or one. I've been serving in church for 25 years. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you progressively learn and grow in knowledge. Yep. Uh, it is uh, It is possible that there was pressure in her personally. Yes, in their one. And that's the thing. If you grew up in a fundamentalist church and you grew up in like like a hardcore and they were using like old school curriculum and whatnot, I can absolutely see that, you know, some some Yahoo ding dong uh, old man like trying to scare the kids into with with talk of hell and, and misery and flames and, and all kinds of stuff. I can totally see that because some people are horrible, but we're talking about the, the Awana program and we're talking about the Awana system. We're not talking about people who take the Awana program and adjust it and are, and make it terrible. I mean, that's the same. I always use the illustration of gasoline or a scalpel gasoline in the, in, if it's channeled properly, if you put it into the right machine and you channel it properly, send you to the moon. Wonderful thing. Drive you all over the world. It's great. Gasoline out of control without the proper channels, without being controlled, will burn down your house and destroy all the, all the forest. Like it's, it's bad. You have to have it under control within the system. It was designed to be built. Scalping the same thing. You scalp in the hand of a doctor. Wonderful thing. Wonderful tool. Able to be used. Saves lives. Scalp in the hands of a serial killer bad he will chop you up and eat you so hello there so in other words the 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 tool that awana gave you well that's what we're talking about not how an individual church took it and used it for evil right accept jesus christ as their savior dedicate their entire life to him and become mini missionaries and evangelists as they get older, they mentor and help the younger kids. And when they graduate the program, they are then encouraged to become adult Awana leaders. 
Yep. The main tool of indoctrination is for the clubbers to memorize as much scripture as possible. And Awana uses prizes and awards as a way to motivate the children to do this. Yep. That's true. There are badges for their uniforms, as well as little charms and even trophies. Mm-hmm. And kids can also earn Awana bucks, mm-hmm. which is fake money that they yep. can use to buy little toys and other items at the Awana store. If she air quotes one more thing, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Epitome says, uh, I wouldn't say forcing pressuring is exclusively a fundamentalist tenet. No joke. Uh, that's like, yes, everybody. That's the whole thing. Especially like if you look at the the way that like apps are being developed now and the way that websites are being developed now, it's developed with psychology in mind in order to keep you addicted, to keep you pressured. You know, the way that they're doing commercials now is not simply, look, our product is awesome and better than the other person's product. It's literally using psychological whatnot in order to uh, try to make you need it and want to stay with it like it's it's real the the psychology is real uh i want to say forcing pressuring is exclusively a fundamentalist tenet oh i want to i wouldn't say forcing and pressuring is exclusively fundamentalist tenet many chinese christians bring chinese cultural values into church chinese cultural values success achievements making parents proud etc yep and that happens everywhere the americanismization of christianity that's a mess like the 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 nationalist christianity that's stupid the idea that trump equals some sort of christian savior or whatever is utterly ridiculous and and stupid on its face anybody who would believe that is uh is clearly not doesn't know the bible and and has been definitely i'm going to use the word indoctrinated in something terrible and stupid it's not christianity to 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 the manifest destiny thing or whatever like that's yeah none of that's christian it's not uh kids need what kids need motivations Christians are supposed to be evangelists, so what's the problem? That's the thing. Evangelism in its very nature is telling people good news that you have and taking having the courage to share it. So if if that's it, then anybody who's ever said, like, you should watch this movie, you should, you should come to this club, you should go watch this seminar, you should go watch this YouTube channel, you're technically being an evangelist for whatever that is. You're saying, I found a thing that helped me and is good news, let me show it to you. In the Christian realm, that has a lot more consequences, obviously. Because it, you know, it's it's a whole worldview change, and you you meet God Himself. But at the same time, you know, yeah, come on, it's you, none of us. Are, we're all telling the good news to people. Chuck E. Jesus is a cult. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no. Uh, Epitome says I met a Twitch streamer IRL who used to go to a uh, used to attend a Chinese church. We had a long conversation about the pain he went through because he was pressured to get baptized. When he didn't feel ready. He felt shame for not getting baptized when many of his friends go to church. That's not just a Chinese thing, dude. Like that, maybe the, the there's like pressure there or whatever. But that's true in a lot of churches, like Baptist churches. That's one I grew up in. That you were told to, you know, like baptism's really important. Baptism's the first step in obedience. If you're a Christian, you better get baptized, kind of thing, because that's that's what you're supposed to do. And I I believe that. I think the first step of obedience to following Jesus is baptism. That's what he says. Repent to be baptized. Those are put together. But uh, there, I think there is a can be much too much emphasis on the act of obedience and the act of of that being salvific, as in like being saved means you means you are saved, or being baptized means you are saved. That's but that's wrong. Uh, but people, uh, older people pressuring the next generation to do religious things uh, because that's their tradition, not just Chinese. 
Along with the scripture memorization is weekly lessons, which are supposed to teach the kids a biblical worldview, which basically means gender roles and conservative politics. <laughs> gender roles? Is there gender? Okay, you would know, Lady Gun. Is there anything to do with gender roles in the curriculum? I'm thinking through all the books that I took and all the ones that I, you know, I took the training on, all the ones that my kids went through. I don't remember a single, other than being like family values, as in like family matters, you know, moms are, let's celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day and whatnot. Your moms are great, you know, whatever. But they... I don't remember anything to do with. And Dragonheart, yeah, a lot more to a biblical worldview than gender, talk, gender roles in politics. Yeah, I don't think anything to do with gender roles. And, and, uh, and what was the other one she said? Um, conservative politics. Conservative politics, if you go with, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, guns good and in republicanism is good and we all should you know whatever none of that's in the iwana curriculum either none of it uh in fact uh i'm reasonably certain and you can back me up here if someone were to come into iwana and start talking about gender stuff to the kids uh or started spewing conservative crazy stuff like trumpism or or talking about you know like gun control or talking about whatever you know i don't know whatever craziness, uh, they would, uh, they would be bounced. They wouldn't be teaching there for long if they even got that far, because you have to have a good reputation. You have to be someone who, who knows the Bible in order to do that. And if you know the Bible, then you are not going to be a hardcore conservative, uh, politics, crazy person. That's just not the way you're going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yo, Redeem Jay, good to see you. Uh, glad, glad you're here. And yeah, you're right. I mean, deception, big deal. Painting her new religion over her memories of Iwana. I think that's true. But what she's saying here about gender roles and conservative politics is not true. Um, it, I don't even think it talks about marriage. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't, I don't remember any of that. I'm not going to say it's there or not there. I can, I can get political about uh, Iwana and churches. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It, they, that's what they say. You know, this is Iwana. We're a Bible memorization club who plays games and gives kids snacks and tells them Jesus loves them. Do not bring your your, your politics in here. That's not what it's for. Yeah, totally. I, I, mm, mm, bad. No, not true. In my Iwana, I remember some large group where they said some questionable things about gender. Okay, that that's a good question. Then, then there you go. So if... If it I, it, I guess that's the question. Maybe in an attempt to be culturally relevant these days, maybe some of the speakers who they bring in, and again, a lot of these speakers are volunteers. They're not always pastors. They're not always elders. They're volunteers that, that they kind of grab, and they have a really hard time, in my experience, finding speakers to do that. And so I can see someone coming in and, and being like, uh, going a little sideways on there. But I would say that's more the exception than the rule. But that's, again, I, I don't have your experience. But the, uh, uh, they're not supposed to, because that's not in the curriculum. But they do. Literally what they do, they will say, this week we're doing this section. And they will hand you the section of the book and say, read that. And then there's this note page of, this is what you're going to talk about. <laughs> this, here's the list. This is good. This is an example illustration you can use. Here's the beat we want you to cover. And here's kind of what you, we want you to do. Because uh, that's what we're going to be talking about 
in the group, right? So like, it's not like you can be stand out there and be like, blah, blah, whatever we want. And then, and then, cause that does not help when you go to go talk about the group. Uh, not most of the time. Yeah, there you go. She, yeah. Uh, I think I wasn't in the curriculum of speakers and volunteers. Yeah, exactly. And again, volunteer stuff, that's hard. And to to her point, uh, if you're going to have a bunch of people who are Christian in your group and they're going to be, and you're looking for volunteers and like people who can pass out the cookies or listen to a Bible verse or whatever, they're not going to necessarily be trained seminarians, right? So yeah, you could get a little volunteer wackadoo stuff in there for sure. And if, especially if you are unwise in the people you choose to present this stuff in, in big group, then yeah, I can see that being, can, can becoming a problem. So maybe, but it's not, that's not want a problem. That's a church problem. That's the leadership problem. That's not an Awana problem. Um, no, what she's not saying. She's not saying she interviewed hundreds of Awana students and volunteers from all over the U.S. That's another thing, right? This is one woman's opinion, and I'm only one man. Uh, and But I do have an entire chat behind me who, who all seem to have a lot of experience, too. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. Because Sermon can already say, yo, epitome, have a good one, dude. Google Commander Bill and Cubbies and teaching lessons. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Command Google Commander Bill and Cubbies teaching lessons and you'll see the curriculum. Perfect. Scarlett says, uh, I remember boys and girls being allowed to compete against. I remember boys and girls being allowed to compete against each other in the big game tournament thing on the same teams. And I distinctly remember it taking so much pressure off. Yeah. There was never in my, even when I was a kid and that was, you know, 159 years ago, uh, there was no gender split up in Awana. Maybe there there might have been probably earlier, but I don't think there was when I was. Well, maybe there was. I can't remember. We had a really small church. There was like two girls. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> politics. I'm sure it will not surprise you to learn that Awana is queerphobic and transphobic. Here is a... Sorry, I'm just going to stop for a second and just to say phobic means afraid of. And that always annoys me whenever people use the term transphobic or homophobic. And I think it probably should annoy the uh, the, the trans and, and LGBTQ community too, because phobia means afraid of. The implication is that that person's a monster. That person is to be feared, and that that we're all going. Ah, we're gonna gonna be eaten by the trans people. That is that is a. It's not a good word, right? That is not a good. It, it's an intense word, right? Is she she's reality phobic. <laughs> That's brutal, but I love it. <laughs> I think modern, something modern culture puts pressure on girls to be more masculine than they are, or vice versa. And I honestly, I think one of the amazing things that's happening right now is that people who are, say, I'll, I'll use old term, old school terms, like men who are especially effeminate or women who have more masculine traits. I think now in modern culture, we're able to go, yeah, go nuts. You're different. You're unique. Whatever. Go for it. Did, like we're not gonna like being like oh your hair needs to be long to be a girl because otherwise you're you know you're obviously you know, I don't know whatever but the we don't do that anymore right whatever haircut you want do whatever you want like I I love that part of culture now that will allow for someone who is not your stereotypical you know box male or or whatever version of female that you think is the right version we don't I think a lot of people aren't doing that anymore and I really appreciate it I really appreciate it because as a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. And as a weirdo, I really appreciate when society doesn't make me feel bad for the things that I like or the things that are different about me that have nothing to do with 
sin or hurting anybody else or any of that stuff is just who God made me to be. And so uh, that's great. I love that we're embracing the differences in people in that way. Maybe not everywhere, but, but certainly a lot more than we were. At my school, every other church, uh, activities were constantly pitted boys against girls. Only girls could be. Yeah. And Awana didn't do that. That's cool. Pineapple says, uh, it sounds like she's angry at her religious experiences and looking to tear down any kind of religious organization. I think it's, I think, uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. If she had experiences inside and in and out the family, her reaction is understandable. Okay, let me let me read this just so we can just so we can see what it says. So this is uh, a paragraph screenshot of a section on their beliefs page. So let me just pause here to say if you have a beliefs page, you have to these days. Part of the litigious nature of our society, especially in the United States, but also in Canada, is that in order for you not to get sued, not to have uh, like the the whatever. In, in the US, but the Canadian right, Charter of Rights and Freedoms that we have here, in order for that not to come down on you like a ton of bricks, you have to have a statement, a clear statement of your beliefs and of your membership requirements and to display to the world that this is your your framework of worldview. Because if you don't have that statement and someone comes in and they're like, hi, I'm trans or queer or or gay or whatever, uh, they come in and they say, I want to be part of your leadership team. Okay. That I, I, if, and therefore you have to have me. And then they, and then you go, no, you're not qualified. You don't believe what we believe. They're not going to say, well, okay, we have a difference in biblical interpretation. They're going to go straight to that LGBTQ thing. And if they're going to go into their doctrine and they'll, or into their, their statement of whatever their beliefs, and they're going to look for this this do they have a statement that says gay people not allowed or 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 whatever and then if it doesn't have that suddenly you are in trouble with the 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 courts and you're in trouble with the Canadian Charter of Rights to Feed them because the argument isn't you don't believe the Bible it's because you wouldn't let me be a leader because I'm gay which is illegal and that's true right but if you have on your website and you have within your within your your charter have within your your values statement or have within your, you know, your chart, your, your statement of beliefs, this actual thing. And remember, I had to go through this because over the last 20 years or so, churches have gotten into a lot of trouble. Pastors have gotten into a lot of trouble because they didn't have their official documents updated for, uh, for, for the new standard of, of, of marriage. Right. So someone would walk in being like, hi, I'm, I'm, we're a gay couple, marry us. And they'd be like, well, no, we don't do that here. Well, you don't have anything on your website. And the, the same thing that happened to the guy with the cake, same thing that happened to the to the photographer happens to the church because they don't have it explicitly stated. Now, as a church, we have certain certain more more rights, more abilities to be able to say that stuff. Uh, but it has to be written down. So that's really important. That's why this exists. I'm sure they wouldn't have it if it wasn't for the fact that they uh, it must be there and it must be public. Right, so we believe that human life is uh, uniquely created by God in His image and for His glory. Therefore, human life is sacred from the conception to its natural end. Yes, that's standard Christian. We don't like abortion. Doi. Uh, we believe every human being has value and dignity. All of them. All of them. We believe that God created humans as male and female. Yep, we do. God designed men and women to be biologically distinct, equal in worth. See, equal in worth. Equal in worth. Equal in worth. Equal in worth. 
and made to be complement each other. So that complementarianism versus egalitarianism, complementarianism essentially means that men and women are purposefully made different so that they together create the full image of God so that they together are, uh, when they're united, they're, they're two parts of the, of the, the whole puzzle making a, a better thing. They're designed to help each other. They're designed to be complementary to one another. That's that's what complementarianism is. Equ- egalitarianism is to say men and women are exactly equal in their perspectives, in their strengths, in their weaknesses, in their worldview, in their brain, uh, you know, chemistry and all the rest of that stuff. And that, that's just, none of that's true. Every time a scientist goes and dips into the, into the gray matter, men versus women, it's always different. The hormones are different. The patterns are different. The, the learning styles are different. It's just different. That's why complementarianism is part of this. Uh, God established the immutable sex of each individual and calls everyone to righteously express their sexuality according to the guidelines of the Bible. That essentially says that we believe that God chooses if you're male or female. That's what that means. Right? I agree with that. And therefore, if God is the one who says that you're a biologically male, then uh, that is uh, for you that's the messing with that is not something you should do. That's what that means. Immutable sex of each individual, as in like, you don't get to swap between genders because God picked your gender. That's what that means. Uh, righteously expresses their sexuality guidelines, uh, exp- uh, calls everyone to righteously express their sexuality according to the guidelines of the Bible. Now that's, that's a really weird statement. That's a little bit difficult to understand. It's not, it's not wrong. Essentially what it says is that God has shown us what the complementarian nature of men and women is. It's not men are better, women are are worse. That's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say women are to be, you know, whatever. It just says that this is how the relationship of men and women should be in this equal, equally valuable, equal dignity, equal worth relationship. This is how the different characteristics of them are going to work, right? That's how, that's, that's what that means. Uh, we don't like that. Obviously, people are going to have a problem with that because it is a to to especially for example for churches that believe that only men should be elders, right? You'd be like, oh, that doesn't make sense because that is a position. It's not a. It's not qualified by gender. So we won't talk about that. But that's that's what that's talking about. God designed sexual intimacy as a gift to be enjoyed uh, by one biological man and one biological woman within the covenant of marriage. That's a very legal statement to be able to make sure they don't get sued. God has chosen monogamous marriage between one woman and a genetic male. And once you see that's uh, this is all legal language too, so they don't get sued. I promise you that's why it's in there like this. Uh, God calls unmarried uh, what? God calls unmarried people probably to that they, that they still have great worth. I'm assuming. I don't know what it's saying. God calls what? Is, hold on. Go away. God calls unmarried. She missed some words. Worth. Where? Hold on. Uh, God. Oh, God calls unmarried individuals to a life of celibacy and married individuals to a life of monogamy as they submit to Christ. So uh, that doesn't, that does not mean that if you are single, you have to remain like that. that, That's you forever. What that means is that as long as you're single, uh, the idea of of sexual relationships is not for you because that's to be within the bounds of marriage. That's what the Bible says. Period. That's just, that, that's all. This is all very Christian stuff. It's not different than anybody needs, and it's not phobic of anybody. It is legal language to make sure that people understand our, where we're in trouble. Okay, where, I'm going to go back to chat. I apologize. Hurt people, hurt people for sure. Um, Dragon, you got to cut down your your bricks. I can't I can't read a whole section like that. You got to make it 
more concise, please. Uh, she deconstructed her faith, which means she used world values to undermine her idea of God and decide what the world is right. This is her new religion. That's true. I think that's, I think that's true that people will worship something and they will create their own religion, even though they don't want to say they do. Uh, do, 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 reading Lachi and respect, love and respect. I assume that means. Yeah. Okay. Scarlet says, I think society and the church place a ton of gender connotations on what it means to be a man and a woman. They're completely false. Absolutely. They have. They, we, they've just like they've done with everything else, with what it means to be, uh, uh, um, a pastor, right? So I'm a pastor. You go ahead and ask anybody what a pastor is supposed to be doing and where what their uh, what their role is. You are going to get a hundred answers from a hundred different people, and none of them are going to be from the Bible because they just decided that's what they think and that's what they believe and that's what they're going to tell everybody. But there is an actual qualification, and there is a job that that elders, pastors, teachers have. They just they just don't like that. So they, they, they spout other stuff. Same thing about men and women. Let's keep going. If I remember correctly. Ah, fiddlesticks. Nope. Uh, where are you? Where, when are we queerphobic here? Training soldiers. Queerpho oh, queerphobia. There we go. Section from their Our Beliefs page on their website. This mm -hmm. part is called Human Life, Marriage, and Sexuality. I'm not going to read it all, but this awful sentence sums it all up. God instituted monogamous marriage to be exclusively between one genetic male and one genetic female as the foundation of the family and basic structure of human society. Yes. Okay. So if your worldview says that uh, that you get to choose your expression of your society. You get to choose your expression of how you live. You are your own creature. You're your own creator. You are your own, your own uh, chooser of destiny. Your way is the highest way, okay? If that's what your belief is, then to have anybody impose on you and say, no, you don't get to live how you want to live. You don't get to believe what you want to believe. You don't get to do what you want to do. There is someone who has a standard beyond you. There's someone who actually is a creator who made you this way and knows better for what that what you're supposed to be doing, that's going to be wildly offensive, especially to someone who is living in a way that they know is counter to what say Christianity or what the Bible or what, what they believe God, or even, even sometimes their own conscience says they, uh, they're going to be like, no, I, I am different. Nobody can tell me what to do. That's very, you know, very American, very whatever. So the idea that God would impose is just as bad as anybody else would impose. And for her, you see the face she's making, right? The idea that that God did create one genetic male, one genetic female. He did. Adam and Eve were together. They were the, when he said, I'm going to create a people, he said, I'm, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a man and a woman. He could have done a man who lays an egg and creates another man, and that's how he got. He could have, but he didn't. He said, man and woman, the foundation of our society who will create children, who will become a family, that family unit that are put together in marriage, which God, God presented over the first marriage that was idea you know the rib and the hole go together and make kids uh the the that is the foundation of society and so all the way through scripture from old from the genesis on you see family as in like the the family of abraham the family of jacob 
the the these family units are how God works through in this world. This is how he builds societies. This is how he changes the world. This is how he raises people up. This is how he trains the next generation. This is how he holds people to account. This is the, the most important people in your life. You're to leave your your father and mother and cleave to your wife. We're creating a new family. So no mom and dad can't be up your nose about this. You are now part of a new family. This family unit is now a, a basic structure of human society. That is how it's designed. Right. That's how God designed it. That is just it's not stating that they have decided to want to decided that that this is true. What they're saying is this is what Christianity is, what the Bible teaches. Okay, we're a Bible club. We're a Christian club. Shouldn't be so surprised that we have Christian beliefs. But at the same time, uh, those beliefs make sense within the structure of it being uh, a creator creation relationship. Of course, this whole biblical worldview Hi, Zach. is presented to the children as absolute truth that has to be believed mm-hmm. at all cost and enforced throughout the entire world. And the children are trained. Stop. Nope. 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 That word enforced is not true. Okay. So how are Christians supposed to be treating their the, those who are in, in in power who are non-Christian, right? It is about, uh, it is, you're to respect them, you're to obey them, you're to pay your taxes to them, you are to make sure that you serve in whatever way you're supposed to serve. That doesn't go against scripture, right? Uh, that the idea of forcing anyone to be a Christian is completely anti-Christian. There's no such thing. You can't force someone to sell, you can't even yell someone into salvation. It is it's an invitation, right? There is no anywhere in scripture that Christians are to force anyone to believe what they believe. Now, are we told to be parents who make sure that we tell our kids this is how the world is, to tell our kids the worldview, to tell our kids the Christian world? Absolutely, but that's what every parent is supposed to do. We're supposed to be passing along our worldview so that that our morals, our values, our structure, our history doesn't have to be repeated and doesn't have to be, you know, like uh, to keep the kids safe. That's what we do. That's the parental thing. And we as Christians, we do the same thing. But in no way do we ever enforce it, right? There's no enforcing. Now, and to your to your guys' point, right? You guys talk about, you know, she's all about force. Uh, it has to be enforced in the entire world. The idea is uh, she was probably, when she was growing up in her fundamentalist church, and I wasn't there, but I'm guessing there was a lot of, if you do this, I will... No, I mean, like literally go to a movie, have a boyfriend, um, you know, have a beer, go to, uh, you know, roll a dice, play some cards. If you do any of that stuff, you are of the devil and I'm going to either shun you or punish you. And therefore you're in trouble if you do any of this stuff. And none of that was in the Bible, right? Fundamentalists, they don't like things like monopoly. Uh, so therefore it, even though it's not in the Bible, they were enforcing all these things. So that could be her experience with how Christianity goes. But that is not what Christianity teaches, right? That no, so no, there's no enforcing, especially not at Awana. Who's forced to be there? Well, they lock people in the basement until they until they memorize Romans. And the children are trained to grow up and become the enforcers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How? enforcers they are taught to be evangelists that say this is the good news they offer the good news they say and you know how we're supposed to do it love grace 
good works, good deeds that by by giving people meeting their needs. In fact, there's a uh, it says in James that it would be wrong for us to go up to someone and say, "Hey, gospel, you should totally believe it." And they're like they're they're naked, they're 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 starving and whatever, and for us to go, "You should believe the gospel or else we're leaving, and then take off. It says, no, go take care of their needs. Show them love. Make sure that they're, they have, uh, that you are generous with them, right? Then earn their trust and then tell them the gospel. Like it is not, there's no enforcers anywhere. Are you bonkers? She must, yeah, to Joey's point, she must have had a pretty wacky upbringing. I feel bad for her, uh, because yeah. Uh, Jellybean says, I went to Fundamentalist Church for a time. I couldn't play cards, no games, no dice, no movies. Yeah. Uh, which verse was that? You know? And I've heard some bad, stupid stuff from some really bad Baptists who were like, well, you know, the reason you can't play Pokemon is because Pokemon essentially is, uh, you know, they're all demons. You, and you know that, right? I mean, obviously. And so if you play Pokemon, you're worshiping demons. The Bible says you shouldn't worship demons. Easy peasy. Right? Rolling dice. That's a game of chance. And the Bible is very clear that games of chance are illegal, right? No, what it says is don't gamble. <laughs> That's what it says. But Monopoly's not gambling, dude. Nobody walks away from Monopoly with more or less of anything except less friends. You walk away from Monopoly with less friends. That's true. But that's not gambling. You know, yeah. You weren't supposed to watch Smurfs. How evil is Smurfs? <gasps> is Smurfs evil? Next video. Next video, we're doing a reaction. Smurfs are evil. Pokemon promotes evolution and is therefore bad. <laughs> there you go. Awana clubbers are taught to be soldiers in the Lord's army. The yeah. language of the theme a song is very militaristic. Yes. Hail Awana on the March for Youth. Hail Awana holding forth the truth. I remember there being very aggressive footwork <laughs> aggressive footwork oh my word okay let's just stop for a second here yeah it is a military thing that that's the theme okay it's the theme of the club is to be and essentially you know where the worldview is coming from especially you know like boy scouts and whatever there is a uh, a militaristic sort of thing in that you know they have the uniforms and they have the the song and the theme but the idea is is it's not coming exclusively just from this idea of that's their theme it's there's biblical uh allusions to the fact that we when we become a, a christian we're entering into a war a spiritual war are there there are real enemies that are trying to to hurt us to shut us down lie to us you know it's it, but it's very clear that that the enemy is spiritual. The enemy is not the people. The enemy is sin. The enemy is the tempter. The enemy is the one who's, who's been fooling that person into being that being sinful or, or whatever. We're to love that person. We're to care for that person. We're to sh be love our enemies. Do good to those who persecute us. That that's what we're supposed to be doing. The uh, the idea of of you know hail Awana. I don't know about that one. It, I'm assuming that comes from like the the time it was in, and they just haven't changed the song. On the March for Youth means that we're we're working towards trying to take care of the youth of this nation. Hail Awana holding forth the truth. Obviously, we're a doctrine. They're doctrine-based. Uh, building lives on the word of God. I wanna stance. Yeah, it's a song. I mean, we're, that's not the only group that has a song. Am I wrong? Does the Boy Scouts have a song? Do the Girl Scouts have a song? Do the... Uh do do other like sort of organizations for children have a song? I bet they do. I bet they do. Stop stepping in places. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> building lives on the word of 
<laughs> you know? That's insane. Well, again, that's the whole point of the American National Anthem is, I guess, the, the, the God, you know, America put together thing. Yeah, okay. But we're not talking about that. VeggieTales says something, but they're not a cult. Or are they? Maybe they are. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we've been teaching kids with music forever and with putting actions to the music. Oh, you, yes, they put actions to the music. Yes, they did. What? <laughs> what? Peanut sitting on a railway track. His heart was all a flutter. Choo-choo train coming down the track. Toot-toot. Peanut butter. That is not a cult song. <laughs> and hand motions that went along with singing the song. It was a lot of stomping and fist pumping. Darn tootin'. We'll fight victorious for Christ our King. Yes. Can you see where I'm coming from by now? No! I don't! Because they're not fighting a militaristic thing with guns and forcing people to do stuff. They are using Christ the Christian worldview to go and love people as hard as they can. You person who I should respect and will now stop being mad at. Now, when I say it's a cult, if not, stick with me. I'm actually going to go through this video I found on YouTube. Ooh, a video within a video. Introduction, goals, strategies, and five principles of Awana. It was uploaded in 2014 and is a presentation given by an Awana leader at a church in the United States. Okay. Just to be clear, I do not know <laughs> the music stops. or the church. I just found the video and thought it would help me illustrate my points and go more in depth by allowing you to hear it directly from an Awana leader. The first thing I noticed when I clicked on this video. Okay, just let me take a second here. Uh, I need to take a little break. I am completely out of water. Uh, my coffee has scummed over. I'll drink this gum. Mm. And then we're going to, I just need to, I need to get some water. So I'm gonna take a little break. I will be, I will be right back. Just give me, just give me a minute. We're going to get back in there. I got my water. I have changed shirts because I'm dying in here. It's so hot. Uh, but let's let's keep going through this uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, this is a her. This is a guy talking about Awana, teaching it at a, at a church who is being reacted to. And I'm reacting to the reaction. So this is very YouTube. Is the Christian flag on the stage behind the leader? I don't think dun, dun. pledging to the Christian flag is an official part of the Iwana program, but some groups choose so. to have that as a part of their weekly meeting, as well as the one that I went to during elementary school. We usually pledged to the yeah. Iwana flag, the Christian flag, and the American flag all in a row. There are a couple of variations of the pledge. Yeah, wait, there's a Christian flag? <laughs> we have one of those? What does it look like? Somebody, I'm going to Google it. What is the Christian flag? Let's find out. All right. Uh, what does the Christian flag look like? Image. Oh, well, moment. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom the kingdom stands, one brother uniting other Christians under service. Who came up with that? I mean, that's one boring flag. I would have way more cool stuff on there. There are cooler things to put on the on the flag, man. I, I, hmm. 
I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Cool beans. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. I don't know. I get. I mean, flag by its definition is a is a symbol of the group, right? It's the idea. This is this is the banner under which we unite. And in fact, in Christian circles, we talk a lot about the banner. You know what I mean? The banner of Christ, the banner of God, the banner of uh, living under His banner. So His banner over me is love. Kind of like the idea. So, and we talk about being a kingdom. So the kingdom has a flag, and a, you know, fine, okay, whatever. Pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom it stands. Our one brotherhood. Uniting all mankind in service and in love. I guess okay, whatever. Uh, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, liberty, and justice for all. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't. Pledges, man, they're not evil. To the Christian flag, but the one that I grew up saying goes like this: I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. Mm-hmm. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming mm-hmm. again with life and liberty to all who believe. And we would put our hand over our heart when we pledged to each of these different flags. If someone is watching who didn't grow up pledging to the Christian flag, but you feel like you may have seen it before, it might be because of its presence at the U.S. Capitol insurrection (laughs) in January 2021. Oh, come on! That's just dirty pool is what that is. <laughs> you may have also seen it at your local uh, food bank. And you may have also seen it at the place you go to when the storm had destroyed your house. And you may have also seen <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, sure. Give me a break. The Christian flag is a very prominent symbol of Christian nationalism. I didn't even know it existed. So it did not surprise me at all to see. So this just, just going to pause for a second here and say, again, uh, I grew up in the Baptist church. I grew up in uh, like since I was six years old, I was trained in a Baptist organization. I like all of my degrees are from <laughs> in Christianity and I've been, it was a pastor for six 16 years i had no idea we even had a flag right frack space yeah apparently it's a major like i missed something it's a it's a major part of christianity that i had no idea masks are present i mean yeah okay maybe i know what a pirate flag looks like i've never pledged my allegiance to it okay sorry okay sure maybe where she's from there's more there's more flags but uh your, oh, your flag doesn't even look like that flag? How oh, did they turn up and wave around? <laughs> These lousy flags everywhere. Dang. Flag on the stage of this church. Mm-hmm. First off, what is, it, what is Awana? Well, we start with their theme verse, which we state each week, and, and hopefully you all know very well, but 2 Timothy 2. It's only on the left. That sucks. Myself, approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Mm-hmm. And Awana specifically stands for approved workmen are not ashamed. And, and that's, that's truly what, what the goal is, um, to build within the children that come, you know, that, that understanding, that confidence, and that, that, um, 
that, that, that strong message that, that just as Paul exhorted Timothy, you know, we're exhorting these kids to not only know the Lord, but to, but to stand firm um, in the Lord. Okay, so Quiz King just said that flag dates back to September 26th, 1897. It's nice to have a Quiz King who looks up things, don't you think? You should all get one. Uh, from an impromptu speech by Charles Overton. He's just like, we should have a flag. And some guy was like, totally! And then they went and made one. Okay. Pretty sure it didn't come from Jesus. <laughs> like, who, who would have been the, uh, oh, I forgot her name. The Ma... Who's the, who's the lady that sewed the American flag that stories about her sewing the flag? Anyway, whoever the Christian version of that is. Pray, Mary. I think it's fascinating how much indoctrination is baked directly into the title of Awana. Betsy Ross, yeah, there you go. Approved workmen are not ashamed. It makes it so that the leaders can teach the kids pretty much anything that they want. And the kids... No, it doesn't. What? Kids have to accept it because they are not allowed to feel ashamed. Language. Second Timothy three sixteen. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. It is a. It is from scripture. <laughs> that is not what that means. <laughs> it is. It is a. a it's Paul. Talking to Timothy, a, a senior elder and apostle in church, talking to Timothy, who's a, who's a, a pastor and elder within a, a church, and he's uh, Paul's gonna like die because he's gonna get he thinks he's gonna get you know, like killed in prison. Uh, sent to Timothy, maybe his last letters, and this Timothy guy, he is there. Uh, he's in charge of a very difficult church, biggest church in the area, missionary sending church, and they keep pooping on him because he's young. Like, you got to tell us what to do. We're old. You're young. Stop it. And he's like, and so Paul says to him, listen, uh, the only way you're going to be able to speak to these people and to come with any kind of authority to is through your reputation. And so you got to be careful with that. And by studying to prove yourself approved unto God. And then what that means is take your time to make sure that when you speak, you're not speaking any other words than the words of scripture that you are speaking the words of God, not your own words, the words of God. So you show yourself proved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. In other words, you are a, just a worker. You're, you're one of the people that God has appointed to come and to, to share with them among the body of Christ as a teacher, as an elder, that, that this is what God said. And, and the reason that you can say that I, I, that I'm approved is because I stand by the qualifications of an elder. I have a good reputation. I know what I'm talking about. I do my studying. You can look into my life. You can look into my doctrine and you can know that this is not from me. This is from God. He's the one who's motivating me. So therefore, as you stand up there, Timothy, who is always nervous and who is always like, I don't know what I should be doing here. You don't need to be ashamed or not to be afraid. I'd imagine, I'm guessing the Greek is probably uh, helpful in this, but the, uh, you don't need to be because... Uh, you're not building on your own confidence. You're building on the confidence of the, the word, study to show, right? That's the whole point, to tell young people that they shouldn't be worried about their, uh, like that they are going through this alone or that, that they need to be, that, they're, that because they're young, they don't have value or because they're young, they can be stepped on. It is, it is through study and through your, your 
reputation and through your good deeds, that is going to show everybody that you can stand up and you can say, I believe God has called me to this. And I believe that, that this is the truth through study, through hard work, through, through being a critical thinker and, you know, like, okay, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, you can't reason with people who do this. It doesn't matter if the organization itself doesn't stand for X. Her personal experience was X and that, then that's bad. But the thing is, she's drawing conclusions that are completely wild. That a wanna approve workmen are not ashamed tells kids that they shouldn't, that, that if they were to not believe exactly what, you know, fearless leader says that they should be ashamed of themselves. And therefore the only way that they can, cause that is no, we remember, go back to the thing we talked about with cults. Nope. Not only can they not question what they're being taught, but they not have true. to feel proud of it. That is really scary shit. And for it to be as effective as possible, they try to get the kids really young and mm -hmm. never let them leave. Being able to... <laughs> never let them leave. Let's see how that works out. Man. To reach and, and influence children yeah. is, is such a, 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 an important time. Every group and, knows um, this. Every know, group. Their, their, their minds are so fertile. Their hearts are, are so ripe. Absolutely. Our responsibility, first and foremost. Do you think McDonald's has play places because they love to put up slides and play places for children? Nope. It's because they want the kids to be able to associate McDonald's as a happy place. Do you think that that the people who, who have toys and cartoons and whatnot that are trying because they just think cartoons are great, they're trying to sell products. Believe me, we understand that that the minds of children are important. And so what we're, this is, it's the whole world is a competition for the minds of youth. So that's why you have Greenpeace and why you have the school system, why you have politicians, why you have church, why you have all sorts of organizations that are competing for the minds of children because they're the ones who are establishing their worldview. They're the ones who are figure, trying to figure out how, how things work, what their morals are, what their, how, to, how to process the planet. And what they're supposed to be doing is doing it through you know, the lens of their, their parents, through the lens of their community, through the lens of, uh, of scripture. That's how it's supposed to go. But now there's a bazillion different you know, things that they're competing with, including you know, TikTok and, and, and YouTube and, and all the worldview that porn brings and like just a ton. And so what he's saying here is that, listen, one of our responsibilities is to make sure that we get to come to the children and we're, we are an influence, we're a core influence. How should we influence these children? Well, we should make sure that, <laughs> that they have a biblical worldview and we should make sure that they, they know that they are loved, that they are valuable. All the little children of the world are valuable. Let's give them a biblical worldview. That's the foundation. And yeah, unapologetically, that's what we're trying to do. But dude, so is every other group out there. You think that the, your, your local school, your elementary school, who is letting everyone into it to talk about their worldview, except Christians that doesn't, isn't trying to like affect the mind of your child, not just educationally, but moralistically and worldview wise. Of course they are. Of course they are. That's they. So is the church. Agree. I totally agree. That's what we're doing. Share the gospel with these children. Our lesson time is structured each week. It, it, it could be a lesson about, about Paul and, and Silas, or it could be a, a lesson about Paul to Timothy. But, but at the close of each lesson, there's a direct opportunity to be able to weave that into God's plan of salvation and being like yep. reminded week to week uh, of the gospel plan because we, we likewise need to need to really um, 
unapologetically share the gospel regularly and, and weave it into... So let me just pause here in case anybody's listening that isn't a Christian or whatever, doesn't know what that word gospel means. Gospel simply means good news. We're sharing the good news to evangelize is to share the gospel, to share it to others, to go before be sent and to, to share the good, the good news, that good news for, from a Christian worldview. What he's saying is what we need to tell the children is that, uh, that God is a creator who created human beings, that human beings sinned, and as they broke his law, within that sin brought the consequences of death and wrath and judgment because they broke God's law. They were now under judgment. But Jesus came, took God's wrath. This is the police. Put your hands up. Put them over your head. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Came and took that judgment. On your behalf, as in he took the wrath, he took the, he took the, the, all of God's, uh, um, you know, okay, for whatever, he took wrath of God against sin on your behalf, and then he died in your place so that you could be saved, and that in, and if you believe in Jesus Christ as your savior who died on the cross and rose again for your sins, you are now one of his people who is able to be, have eternal life, not eternal death in hell and under, under wrath and judgment, but eternal life, it's a free gift of salvation, right? That's the gospel. It's not republicanism. It's not politics. It has nothing to do with end time stuff. It has nothing to do with, with you're not allowed to play Monopoly or you have to go out and, and, you know, whatever it's that the gospel is that core message. That's what it is. I'm I'm in trouble. I know. Through handbook time and, and other, um, maybe even game time. You use, use a, a variety of different scenarios as, as teaching opportunities to the kids. Yep. Um, Alana has like called a, a 2 to 18 strategy, integration that carries from ages 2 to 18, um, teaching God's word and, and establishing a biblical worldview. And one of the, the really great um, things to see within our club is the fact that so many leaders in our present club are former clubbers. Of course they are. I can personally attest to this. I know many fellow Christian homeschoolers who were in Awana and then grew up to become adult Awana leaders themselves. And a lot of their... Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, that's it. I hear it coming. Having a teaching strategy is bad. Well, that... Okay, so first, the Bible's big. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's super thick. Uh, and so trying to teach the entirety of the Bible and the, the scriptures to the two-year-olds is gonna... It's the challenge, you see. And so they, they try to spread the entire doctrine of Christianity as told within the last 2,000 years uh, over a period of time. Uh, and they, they, they try to do it in such a way that the kids understand it in a kid way. And then the older kids understand it in an older people way. And that's kind of how it works. And they actually have put together a curriculum and that, that takes people through it in more complicated ways, more understanding ways to based on their ages. That's not a bad thing. Teaching strategy. Good. Uh, but yeah, if, and if, if you said this about Cub Scouts, you know, did you know a lot of Cub Scouts, uh, were their parents were Cub Scouts? Did you know that a lot of people that are into cars, their parents were into cars? Did you know a lot of people who uh, who are who who love hamburgers and meat, their parents loved hamburgers and meat? Did you know a lot of people that uh, <laughs> you know, like what, like yeah, <laughs> doy. <laughs> I was homeschooled in Awana. Homeschooled my daughter, who's now in Awana, and I'm a director of Awana. You are the worst, Lady Gun. You're you're basically uh, what's that dude? The Charles? No, not Charles Manson. The other guy, 
the that that had the commune with all the people with the Kool Aid. You're basically that guy. You're 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 James. What is his name anyway? Whatever. That guy. You're the Kool Aid guy. Their parents were Awana leaders too. Jim Jones. Awana that, yeah. Was set up to engulf yeah. families. And to engulf all parts of life and permeate. Well, that's true. Having that, that, um, so it's, it's not to engulf family. Awana is not to engulf families. It's Alex Jones. There you go. Uh, is, and to permeate. What it's saying is that we believe that the gospel, the, the word of God, the foundation of, of the Bible should permeate your entire family should be your worldview. Yes. That's what we absolutely believe. hundred percent. That discipline or that focus on serving really uh, teaches uh, a strong commitment and, and, and a strong understanding. Sorry, ukulele worship's comment. How dare Christianity, an entire belief set, permeate your entire life? Yeah, it was just talking about worldview, man. Uh, of, of what it means to, to love and, and serve the Lord, whether it's... No, um, she's, she's not. Serving in the home. In no way, and your point, Lady Gun, her worldview appears to be permeated. No, see, she's a critical thinker. She knows better. She's she is more intelligent, more experienced, more understanding than all of these Awana programs and all these Christians who have been duped into believing into this cult. And also, because she's so uh, elevated in her understanding and her worldview is so so uh, so much more um, so much better and so much more rich and so much more more more. I guess you'd say, you know, it has a, it's a, it's elevated. It's a higher worldview. She knows it's better. And therefore she can pick and choose which parts of the world are good because, because she knows better. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is, this is actually a very modern uh, thing to do. And that's to take the worldview of others and to pick and choose the ones you like. So you kind of go, okay, I really like the, the, you know, shamanism in this way. And I really like Buddhism in this way. And I really like communism in this way. And I really like capitalism in this way. And I really like, um, I don't know, whatever Taoism in this way. And I like Christianity, this part of Christianity, but not that part of Christianity. And therefore I'm going to build this thing. And this thing that I built, this Frankenstein, monster of beliefs that's the truth because i've decided that each little individual part of this is the truth and the thing is when i change as my emotions change as my perspectives change as my influences change as my age changes these things i can take them out i can take oh i just decided i don't like that anymore you know i used to think that uh that you know sleeping around was was a, a great way to express my feelings but after some consequences i'm going to take that out and i'm going to say it's not and actually uh, i think committed relationships are probably better uh although marriage is still out now i'm going to take this part that says that 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 meditation is is a good thing and i'm going to take that out because meditating is too hard and so what i'm going to say i'm going to put replace that with cognitive behavioral therapy or, or i'm going to replace that with with uh what i'll call critical thinking or something and put that in there because meditation is too hard that's that's the frankenstein monster that you build out of these different worldviews but for her she doesn't believe that uh that she's not thank you should i play this on i am want to say hello it's that girl it's that girl he's here to keep the hunger away it's that girl it's that girl i wonder what you bring today what did you bring? Peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah. 
da, da, da. <laughs> bye so yeah and so uh, that's what i'm saying okay so it's yes we have a worldview right by the way if you're a vip you can say hello there but only vips and mods oh and if you want to become a, if you believe in what we're doing here today this is here's a commercial i've never tried it but if you believe in what we're doing here and you want to see more of this kind of stuff if you like this kind of content and uh being on here please help me out on patreon the the storm wiped out my fridge uh i don't i clearly don't have enough uh income from patreon to be able to keep to call myself full-time yet please but i am full-time i'm doing this 89 million hours a week so please check out my patreon and uh and throw me some support that would be great chores for their families whether it's um, talking to to friends in the neighborhood or at school and inviting them out to club all, all of these are, are requirements in, specifically in the sparks program or whether it's writing a letter to a missionary and encouraging them um, learning more about you know what's happening outside of your immediate you know life and sphere of influence but but globally what what god is doing like all these wait a minute how can you be a cult if you're also telling kids to experience life outside of what they're doing and all around the world? That's not allowed. These are ways that, that, that the Awana program, through the books themselves, helps to, to cultivate a, um, um, an environment of, of serving and, and where you know, we as leaders need to reinforce that in every way that we can. It's critical because, uh, again, we, we're going to benefit even through our program by demonstrating to the kids what service looks like and now seeing that many of those same clubbers are serving as leaders is, is really. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this guy, go, man, go. What, he, what he's saying is that, you know, the reason that these parents are involved is because for their whole, you know, life, they were growing up and they were seeing uh, a heart of service, a heart of missions, a heart of, of community uniting together, take, you know, really going out into the world and affecting the world in a positive way, being, uh, being, having not only a biblical worldview that is based on love and, and mutual understanding and acceptance, joy and, and wonder. And, and did everybody get together? It's great. They're like, yeah, I want to be part of that too, because serving others and, and being of service to others is great. And therefore I want to serve too. That's not a bad thing. Really strong testimony. How is she going to twist that? Great way of, of furthering that, that, uh, that mode of service. Not all kids who come to Awana are being raised Christian. And these kids are uniquely pressured to evangelize their own families. I can only imagine how tough and painful that is for them. Hmm? Similar to Vacation Bible School, Awana is marketed as free childcare to parents in the community. Nope. That's not true. So VBS, maybe. Although VBS is actually called Vacation Bible School, and it's held at a church. So, if you're like, there's church stuff! You didn't, what? Um, the children aren't, the children aren't pressured to evangelize their, their parents. I think the best way you'd be able to put that is that they are encouraged to talk to their parents about the stuff they're learning at Awana. I think I think that's the better way to put it, um, and that that's actually a good thing. So that is not cultish thinking. The cult would say, "Don't tell your parents what we're saying here. Don't talk to your parents about this uh, until you know until you're you've learned all of our memorized whatever's. Then go and you know, then you can go hit them with all this stuff. Or you should join you should join us and leave your parents. Like that's a cult. Um, 
uh, Lady Gun says, I should stop doing BBS. We have Summer summer Quest, which is at backyards and parks out in different neighborhoods. And that's the thing, right? So I think VBS is kind of an old thing. But at the same time, the uh, you're doing it at church, obviously. It's going to be Christian. I mean, I'm, let me back up just for a second to, to make sure I capture what she's saying. And hmm. It's free childcare to parents not in the community who might not otherwise be interested in church. So it's a very sneaky way to draw more people in. They're offering childcare during the summer to parents who would like a break during the summer and are saying, well, they're here, we're going to be doing vacation Bible school. Or on Thursday nights, if you drop your kids off here, we'll take care of your kids and we'll do, we'll make them have fun and we'll give them a snack. But we're a Bible memorization club. So that, uh, they're not hiding it. Yeah, do the uh, those non-Christian families do didn't expect their kids to be taught about God in the Bible class at a church? That's what I'm saying. Is that it's it's not sneaky at all. Like you, when you went to the big white building with the cross on top and went and talked to Pastor So and So at the door, uh, who shook your hand and said, "Welcome to Vacation Bible School" or "Welcome to Awana." Uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, yeah, come get your kids at eight thirty. That wasn't a sneaky way of taking your children away from you. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> Hey, dude, why don't we take care of you? Just the same way that, like, a sports group or a crafting group or, a, a, you know, I don't know, like a like an, a, a gamer group, whatever. Same thing. Deepers creepers. They really want to not only minister to the kids, but... The, yeah, let me pause there. Quiz King just said, I know parents who used to uh, use the one as free child care. A number wouldn't go across the street to the. A number wouldn't go across the street to the bar. That's that's the thing. It is a non-judgmental childcare, right? It's not that if you come here, all of a sudden you have to. All the children have to. Sorry, all the parents have to like come to whatever event or have to come to the come to these things, and, and there's a quiet requirements. No, it's un. It's non-judgmental. I joined a miniature club. No, I know what I do. Miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right hmm it's right in the name but, but more so really influenced the, the the homes influenced the the parents and we have a have a uh, a direct opportunity on that home front because so many of the kids that come to Arwana do not attend this church and so um a, a real direct area that that we need to resolve is is to get to know the parents and and let them know yeah, yes, we love your kids, but but more than that, we want to establish a relationship with you. And in doing so, really begin to to share um, with those parents um, that may not already know the Lord. Uh, what what? Okay. Just so you know, her argument of pressure in force. Uh, they you know like the, all these those intense words that she was talking about before. What he just said, like to go back to what he just said. He said. Uh, we can go share with those parents who might not already know uh, that the Lord has a plan of salvation. Like the idea, and I think before that he said, get to know. We love your kids, but we want to establish a relationship with you. Not that, that all that is very, very nice. We, you know what? Yeah, your kids are great, but we also want to get to know you too. As, as, as the club who does, would rather not just have your kids, you know, dumped on and then, and then left forever and we never get to see you again. We'd love to get to know the family. And as we get to know you, since you don't know what we believe and whatnot, we'd love to share that with you too, because we think it's the most important news in the world, but we're going to do that after we built a relationship. You don't walk in 
every day and they grab you a cost you pull you into the room and force you to sit there and listen like it's not like for example a timeshare thing where if you if you if you don't get the cookies or whatever afterwards if you don't stay for the whole time it's not like they take you and you have to watch this video and answer a question you know top 10 questions or your kids can't come in there's no sheet of paper to sign like if you go to a catholic school or whatever that says you must do these things or or you have to pick up all their report cards at the catholic church none of that exists in awana uh the world sees evangelism as hostile because everything else the world is it's just skewed reality so far from the truth that's the thing is that they see any any presentation of absolute truth as offensive because the idea of absolute truth has become uh, offensive within itself. The idea that anybody could say, you're wrong, I'm right, or this is right, this is wrong. Yeah, that's a problem. I think she uses us as Cybermen from, <laughs> from Do- Doctor Who. Robots who want to delete everything that isn't us. I mean... We want to. We want everybody to hear the gospel and everybody to 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 be saved and everybody to to understand the danger that they're in and under, understand the the grace and the amazing thing about being a Christian. Yeah, we we want that, but none of that is to manipulate people. It is not to take their money. It is not to take their power. It is not to take away anything they have. It is not to 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 force them to do anything. You don't have to like join a you know have, go have sex with a pastor. You don't have to give up your house. You don't got to go sell everything to and give it to the leader. None of that. It is it is hey, this is the truth and this is what we want to tell you and the consequences are are real, so we want to make sure that you understand it. And how you live that out is between you and God. Uh yeah, sure, here's the Bible. Here's the standard. We'll try to teach it. Uh but we're not here to uh, you know, like take your stuff. You know, Awana is is regulated ish because what it is is they they offer the program. Here's the paper. Here's the here's the system. Here's how we do it. But as you as you've heard already in the video, and this is true, there are churches who are like, nope, we'll do this. Nope, we'll do that. And even in, in their own video, like you can adapt it. It's it's an opportunity. Here's a here's a curriculum, and here's the way that we do things. And here's the history of it. And here's a whole organization that'll support you in the way we do things. And a bunch of other churches that do it too, so you can do things together. But none of it is a requirement. Uh, you clearly basically hear arguments. One is evil because I don't like Christianity. Yep, that's true too. That's true too. Uh, I mean, the man in the program is making it sound very good, and she's the one making the video, just making stuff up. I, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we're coming from a Christian worldview, right? We're we're listening to a guy on our side, and he's like, "We want to make friends with folks and help tell tell kids the Bible," and we're all like, "Yeah, you should totally do that." So, I mean, from her side, she they're in indoctrinating them into this horrible version of fundamentalist Christianity that made her feel terrible for like her whole upbringing until she was finally released from it. That's, you know, and so therefore it's not about her going, you know, I, I hate this. She, she really doesn't want people to experience what she experienced growing up. I think that's super sad. You know what I mean? It's super sad. And I'm only, I'm, I'm extrapolating, obviously. I don't know what her upbringing was like. I just, I'm just, just guessing. But I've known some pretty horrible fundamentalist dudes who I wouldn't want to be their kids, let alone their friend. Um. Really begin to to share um, with those parents um, that may not already know the Lord uh, what 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 a plan of salvation is, God's love for them, and and how to how to really uh, minister to the entire family. Awana really drills into the kids. The idea of being a missionary wherever you are and wherever you go. Yep. Embarrassing anecdote from my own life. 
For a few years when I was a teenager, I had a sign on the inside of my bedroom door that said, you are now entering the mission field. That's okay. Yeah, that is kind of cringy, <laughs> but there, I've been to churches that have, that have that welcome to the mission field. Oh, you're now entering the mission field. And the whole point, the reminder is the fact that, uh, and so if, if your perspective here is that the mission field is where you go to militantly enforce your beliefs upon children to indoctrinate them into a cult so that you can manipulate them out of their money and so that they will vote for the Republican Party so that they can uh, oppress women so that they can uh, take away the rights of women and also be and a racist and to teach them. If that's what the mission field is, is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's bad. Uh, we don't want to, that's, don't go on to, don't be a missionary in that way. But a Christian mission, <laughs> it's to say, okay, guys, when you leave here, all the stuff you just learned and all the people you've been serving, do that to the world too. Love them too. Care for them too. Share the uh, share joy with them too. Love them too. Uh, all the all the stuff that we're teaching you how to do the the good works that we are that have been prepared for in advance for you to do. Go do them. Uh, the all the equipping that we've been doing as teachers here to teach. We've equipped you to go into the world and use your gift to serve people and love people. That's what we're doing on the mission field. Good gravy. Uh, the whole world of mission field. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's i mean it's a very pure thought yeah i might put that up next to my webcam i know right yeah so there you cringy. go the purpose was to remind me to spread the gospel and my yes. biblical worldview absolutely in every interaction with every person ever and then the, the yes but it's not to stand there and yell the gospel into their faces or to quote verses of people that's to be a christian which is the reminder is to go be a christian which is not spouting a bunch of theology at people and being rude. It is normally so serving and suffering. That's sort of our, our standard go-to when it comes to how we affect the world is through serving and suffering. Okay. The, the, the preaching part, not as effective and also not something we generally do until we've served and suffered. Okay. Go out and suffer with people, go to the bad places where nobody else wants to go. And make sure that you go take care of them. Go to the people nobody else wants to go to and make sure they are taken care of. Go to the places that are dangerous and horrible and make them less dangerous and less horrible. Uh, go to the people that uh, that are, are unlovable and love them. Go to the people that are the most difficult, the ones that hurt you. Go forgive them. Take that upon yourself because that way you will show them the love of Christ in the same way that you have been shown the love of Christ. That's what we're doing. Jovi says, just learned about super fundamentalism today, and I'm very familiar with hyper-Calvinists who have, may have the same effect on others. More damage than good while they're thinking their way is the right one. Either way, either way, though, is the world... Either way, though, the world is going to view us as the enemy and evil for no reason. Uh, just how it is. Yeah, okay. So again, I'm going to say the same thing. Try to keep your, your, your stuff a little bit more concise. It's hard to read a breakup text from this side. Uh, but I get I get what you mean, and yeah, hyper Calvinists and and super fundamentalism, I mean, anything <laughs> you put hyper in front of anything is bad, <laughs> really. <laughs> Prayer of one is that all children and all youth throughout the world will come to know, love, and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And those are uh -huh. three very important concepts. But we weave in no, a lot of about missionaries, about who they are, about you know God's God's love 
for, for this entire world and this plan of, um, of, of reaching out and, and us being the, the hands and feet and that missionaries, yes, they, they may go to other places, but we all are, have a responsibility to be missionaries for, for Jesus Christ and to, to understand a biblical worldview so that we can engage people who, who are in our sphere of influence, that are in our lives and that, we, uh, that, that the Lord has uniquely placed in our path. Two of the biggest activities at Awana are memorizing scripture yep. and game time. Mm -hmm. Having fun, mostly through games, is used as a tool to get the kids to want to keep coming back yes. so that they can memorize a bunch more scripture. Yes. Um, scripture this, may, this may surprise you, but children do not like memorizing stuff. And therefore, if you think it's important that they do, you try to make it fun. Like Lazy Town. You ever seen the show Lazy Town? It's about eating vegetables. You know who doesn't like eating vegetables? Children. So you know what they did? You know what these indoctrinating psychocultists of vegetables did? They created a character that had get superpowers just by eating vegetables and healthy food and they made the villain a guy who doesn't eat good food and he's the worst oh therefore they must be evil memory is key one is fun and exciting children and youth are trained to serve and then finally it's built on strong leadership helping the kids to to, to learn a an arsenal of, of scripture that, that is really going to be with them. And knowing God's word and, and, and being able to, to store that in your heart is, is such a beautiful thing. I, I'm a product of growing up in the Iwana program and through Sunday school, memorizing scriptures, and, and honestly, they, they stick with you. It's not the goal to zip through as quickly as possible and have the kids get all the, the awards and all the, all the accolades, that, that's great. But what is most important is that they understand and that they legitimately say and know the scripture. Um, third, and this is so important. So again, the worldview is going to color that, right? So if you think scripture bad, then drilling it into the kids so that they have it is, is bad. But at the same time, if you think that, that what, it, what they're learning is good and helpful and, and building their worldview, then having that inside them is good. So in other words, so if in, in, if you were to say, you know what you should do with your kids, you should read them. Um, uh, man, my brain is just a mess. Aesop's fables. Uh, if you read them Aesop's fables when they're growing up, really drill in Aesop's fables because it's got good moral lessons. Make sure they understand, you know, the, the importance of, you know, sharing or being, you know, not trusting, you know, whatever people really, really just drill that into them. Nine one one. You really that your kids need to know nine one one, and they need to know your address. If they don't know your address, they're they're gonna leave, and you're gonna say where are you from, and they're not gonna know. You need to make sure that they know your postal code and your address. You got you just got to do that. You have to drill into them. Uh, these things are important. They're critical, uh, and but more so with the worldview stuff, right? So in other words, this you need to know, say, the metric system. You need to know the 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 whatever your the thing is that's important to you you want to make sure that that they have a firm grasp of it that's what we're saying we believe that the biblical worldview is so important that if you don't grasp it and not from and again remember what he's saying he's not saying from the perspective of the leader not the perspective of awana not the perspective of the church even it's the perspective of the bible well as interpreted through awana as interpreted through the church no it is they're being taught how to study 
here is a trusted, established uh, scripture, translation of scripture, okay? It's not one we came up with. That's a cult. Cults do that. Cults come up with their own book. We didn't come up with our own book. Here it is. And here's what it says, and here's what it means, and here's like 18 years of explaining all the ways that we've come up with this and, and talking to you about it. And therefore, you know, you that way you can see it's not from us. This is the, every preacher, every teacher, every Bible teacher will say the same thing. I'm not the one talking here. Like, if if you hear me and if you think I'm wrong and you can prove it from Scripture, come at me, bro, and tell me because I don't want to preach the preach wrong. I want to preach the Bible. I don't want to preach me. I want to preach the Bible. And therefore, that's what we're doing here. Oh, they're teaching the Bible and how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible for themselves. This is not the leader. This is the scripture. And if you see the scriptures as evil, then obviously that's going to be a problem. I hear him. Uh, I mean, we have Popeye with spinach. <laughs> I'm not sure why they went with canned spinach because that stuff I know, right? Must have been the, uh, the spinach, the big spinach. That's who did it. Big spinach. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing, uh, him speak and I'm saying like, yes, <laughs> amen. Go for it, buddy. Yeah. But like I said, we're on this side. Awana is fun and exciting. We don't want kids to, to dread coming to Awana. We need to, to have a, an element of fun and fun needs to permeate our night. Um, from the moment that we come in and we do songs through all portions of lesson time, uh, handbook time, game time, they all need to be structured and fun. It's, it's not that fun is only relegated to game time. We need to find appropriate ways and um, stimulating ways to make the night fun and exciting. Making things fun and exciting is not really a subject that Christian fundamentalists excel at. Ain't that the and truth? This last part is hilarious to me because it's okay but awana is not christian fundamentalist okay so yeah you're absolutely right the christian fundamentalists are not fun <laughs> they are not they take the fun out of fun out of out of out of, out of the, the, the fundamentalists take the fun out of fun i don't know how to say that but they're not fun okay they're just not but uh awana is not fundamentalist it's a room full of fundies trying to define fun and failing miserably um so a question for you you know, okay, let's do this. This is what does fun look like? Okay, I'm I'm so excited to watch this because I I bet I disagree with it too because uh, you know it, he probably has kids. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what the because if, if this, I don't think this is a funny. It might be a funny church. You don't know. I mean, it could be. They they have you know flags and and just rafts of toilet paper. Just so much toilet paper on on the stage next to the pulpit. That's obviously that's a sign of something. Don't know what. But it's a sign of something. Uh, let's let's see what these people define fun as. And you know, I'm not going to tell you what fun looks like. I'm curious what what you what you see, what you observe um, over the course of the night. What 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 does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound yeah. like? Um, so what he's saying isn't that we're telling you what fun is. He's saying, hey, parents, this this is what we're doing. This is why we exist. Uh, and and teachers here right here. Can you tell me what's fun to your kids? What have you seen that's fun? What do they like? No whispering. Laughter. Laughter and smiles. Okay. Laughter. Anything else? Anybody anyone observe fun yep. happening? People do like laugh. Smiles. Yeah. Okay, just just for a second here. Okay, so the the question is is isn't phrased great. 
right? Is it what uh, what do kids like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? Those aren't great questions because it looks like people smiling and it feels like people are happy and it sounds like, <laughs> right? That, those are not, it's not well-phrased questions. But at the same time, I've taught in churches a, a lot and and churches are, churches like this, uh, the ones that are, are more traditional and the ones that are, uh, that are, are sort of, that would have it and want a program, they don't do per, uh, audience participation very well at all. Like I, I, I can stand up there and I can, I can preach my little heart out and then go, do you agree with, I'd be like, Jesus, good. Who agrees? And like three people of the entire crowd will be brave enough to like put up their hand a little bit. And I'd be like, you know, so audience participation, not a strength of, of these places. They really like sitting and listening. You know, part, part of this, it's not going to be so scripted. That, that like, you know, we, we can say, here's the formula for fun. I mean, you, you really have to know your kids. You got to even know yourself and know the, the skills and the talents that, that you have that you can. <laughs> get to know the kids. Get to know what you can be capable of and try to make a fun environment. The monster. You know, leverage, but really cultivating an atmosphere of fun and, you know, obviously centered on the gospel, reinforcing scripture, but, but, but really making it interactive. So no gambling. Uh, don't don't be bringing out the drugs. Gonna make for a, a wildly successful program, and, and what we as leaders are really going to strive to do. I'd like to end this video with a clip from a very funny stand-up set I found by a comedian who grew up going to Awana. All right. I will put a link to the entire video down below, and I definitely recommend going to check it out. Thank There's going to so be language. For watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Gonna be language. So let me tell you about Awana. Awana has their own. Let me just pause for a second. Yo, Maddox, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for the follow. Uh, don't play Max Payne in Awana. I know, right? The uh, the the and actually, let me just pause for a second here and say that this is actually one of the problems that people have with my channel. So there are people out there that are more fundamentalists and they are on Twitch. Uh, so they they appreciate gamer culture, but the idea of looking at me. And I bug them so much because I am a, I, I, I know my Bible really well. I'm a, a, a conservative dude. I've got, you know, I've got a, a lot of, uh, uh, I guess you'd say the, a lot of what they like to see. And then I do this, right? And then I do this and, and their little brain breaks because I'm a pastor. And when I talk, I sound like a pastor. And when I preach, I sound like a preacher. And I get intense like a preacher and I get, you know, I, I, because I am. And then I pop this sucker on and they're like, but you preach, man, to no fun have, you can't, right? And then I'll turn on uh, like Max Payne or whatever like that. And they'll be like, but you, you, you believe Bible and no Bible really good and also preach Bible good like I do, but I don't have fun in that way. Therefore, right? <laughs> I break their little brain because I'll tell you my, my theory, my, my, this is my motto. What am I, I have a few mottos. This is one of them. Take serious things, serious, take not serious things, not serious. Okay. That's one of my mottos. And I think that's absolutely true. Pastors don't wear pom-poms in their heads to preach. True enough. I did a few times. <laughs> I, I, got, I got rid of that though. I'm like, if I put them on at the very beginning and, and then I forget that they're on and then I go give the entire Devo, it looks weird in the YouTube video because there's no context. So I, I tried to stop doing that, but yeah, but still, you know what I mean? <sighs> oh, I always take pom-poms seriously and darn right. Absolutely. Sorry. Let's get, let's get
skip that. We're at the end. We were we're in the we're in the home stretch. Their own flag, their own pledge of allegiance, their own uniforms, and their own currency. They said it wasn't a cult. Every week we had to memorize Bible verses in exchange for Awana dollars. Then we took our Awana dollars to the Awana store so we could buy more Bibles. Not true. Okay, just just to, okay. So she's all she's doing. She's just talking about what happens at Awana, and people are like whoa. But no, you don't buy you don't buy Bibles. You don't. In fact, you buy candy and toys and and treats. And I saw one. What was the biggest prize I ever saw? It's like a remote control car. But dang, you needed a lot of Awana bucks to get it. Like they they had some really cool stuff. So it's basically it was basically like you know when you go to the the arcade and you get the uh, the tickets. Out of the thing for doing good at the at the whatever game, then they then they they take the tickets over to the to the thing, and however many tickets you have is you can get an, everything from an eraser to like a, a a a Nintendo Switch. That's this. So we can memorize more verses. <laughs> it's like Farmville for zealots. <laughs> Control the farm in Jesusville, you become part of the simulation. I think people laughed at that, but didn't really get it because I don't really get it either. Or I'm just dumb and they're all smarter than me. That could be it too. In Jesusville, you become part of the simulation. Oh, I guess the idea is that you become part of you get saved. Okay, sure. Why not? That's not funny though. <laughs> Where's the joke? Anywho, there you go. That was that. Was it long enough? So was it long enough for you? Did I get the, uh... <laughs> okay, let's, uh, before we, before we, uh, we dip here, I usually go until three o'clock. Uh, that's kind of when I stream till and, and, uh, because it's been a weird week, like we've literally had power outage and, and empty fridge situation and all that stuff. Let me know. What do you think? Uh, you got any comments you want to say? Just let me know. And then we'll, 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 f we'll finish it. Uh, not no, not a very fun, not a she, yeah. She just I mean she's funny to her crowd. That's the thing. You just know how to what to say to your crowd to make them laugh. I, that's how comedians work. Uh, basically, she's trying to get that uh, we don't control our lives when we dedicate our lives to Jesus. Kind of true, except for Jesus doesn't impose anything on us. He says do this because it's the right thing to do. I had a Bruno moment. I just don't get it. Eh. Did you ever play Farmville? The whole point in Farmville was to Farmville. <laughs> you ever play Farmville? The whole point of Farmville was to Farmville. <laughs> Did you say you don't have any control of what you're Jesusville? Okay, I mean, that's also not true. Because Jesus gives you agency. There's no enforcing of it. In fact, quite the opposite. One of the, one of the things fundamentalists and other Christians get wrong is that... When you're saved, you're saved. You're not saved by what you do. There's no condemnation for those who are now in Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 1, 8 verse 1. The idea is that you can't get unsaved and you can't lose your salvation and you can't, because you didn't earn your salvation, it's not something you can do. You can't sin your way out of it and you can't accidentally lose it. And you can't, you can't be like, uh, you can't commit, accidentally commit the unforgivable sin kind of thing. Like, that's not a thing. And, and anybody who tries to, to be saved or impress God with their good works is told, no, that's, that's pharisaical. That's, that's not how we do things here. We're, 
we do good works for the good work's sake and we follow because it's the right thing to do uh not because we're gonna get murdered for it you know courtesy laughs there you go that's what those were uh, all right well that that was it that i'm gonna take that we're gonna turn it into a video and we'll pop it on the on the youtube and we'll see i, I forgot to tell everybody i was doing this so I, I literally i just got here late and i didn't send out the invite so i'm sure there are gonna be more than a few people who want to watch this uh this thing might be interesting it's super long though i totally agree that two hours of doing this was is too much but you know what whatever you want to watch it skip through it do whatever uh yeah i know we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, but anyway, I'll tell you what, why don't we raid out? I'm I'm pretty done. Please check out my Patreon. I would love some support on there because it uh, that's how I that's how I live. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you love gamers and streamers and online content creators, or you have a heart for the lonely, lost, and broken people who are untouchable by traditional ministries, but they spend so much time online looking for hope, help, and connection, and you want to help me keep bringing the love of God to them full time, it would be amazing if you'd support me on Patreon. Your support is what allows me to serve this unique people group on the forefront of global missions. If you want to check out my books and other content, look at my website at artofthechristianninja.com. And of course, I live stream on Twitch Monday to Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'd love to see you there. We do some serious stuff. We do some silly stuff and a little bit of everything in between. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. And I really do hope to see you on the live stream soon. <laughs>